Hi, I'm Matt Kirkegaard, and this is Radio Brews News. This is a recording of our live coverage of the Gab's Hottest 100 Countdown that was streamed live from Bolter Brewing over the weekend of Sunday, 27 January 2019. Pete and I counted down the last two and a half hours of Australia's biggest craft beer poll live, during which we spoke to some of the brewers and brewery representatives that shaped the results and industry experts to get their take on what was unfolding. We speak with Jamie Cook from Stone and Wood, Richard Watkins from Bentspoke, Scott Hargraves and Sterling Howland from Bolter, and Christian McGarry from Your Mates. We also speak with Steve Jeffers from Gabs and the Hottest 100 and Ross Lewis from The Sip for his take on what was going on in Western Australia. Our coverage was presented by Cryer Malt, Yakima Chief Hops and Barrett Burston Malt, and we really thank them for the support which made the live podcast possible. Grab a beer, it's a long episode, and enjoy all of the excitement and discussion of this year's Hottest 100 Craft Beer Countdown. Thanks to Cryer Malt and Barrett Burston Malting and also Yakima Chief Hops. This is Brews News. Well, is it Brews News Week, Matt? It's actually a very It's Radio Brews News Live, Prof. Radio Brews News Live. That's the one. I knew, I knew, I knew I'd get it. Live from Bolter. Exactly. On the, uh, the beautiful Gold Coast. Um, it's a pretty exciting day. There's been... A, it's fair to say a I little just bit had to of duck activity out. on the interweb so far. Uh, there had been a little bit of activity. I, I just had to duck out for a quick... Nervous we <laughs> before we got started. Mind you, I don't had a couple of uh, very nice Bolter beers. Um, Listeners will be pleased to know that Matt didn't turn up with the, the, little, the little twenty cent piece on the front of his. How he did? There were no nervous dribbles. The, um, the astronaut nappies, but uh, that's it. Because we've got three hours to go through the business end of the hottest one hundred, the Gab's hottest one hundred craft beers. We are at the flat end of the pointy end of the two thousand and nineteen uh, Gab's hottest one hundred. Craft beer countdown. And prof- actually, before we start, that was our uh, new, hopefully, well, well, we'll see what the listeners think about our uh, new intro music, uh, a, a little bit of polka. I don't know about them, but I like it. You like it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, we'll see. It's, but we're, it's we're, very us, let's just put it that way. We, we, we've got a lot of beer to talk about, so we won't talk about us. But uh, Prof, um, where are we now? So we're up to 41. Um, well, yeah, 41 to, um, to 40 50 has, has just been revealed. So we're into the, the top 40. Uh, we're so coming... We're about to see the top 50. The, the end... Sorry, yeah, we're, we're about to sort of see the uh, 70 and then count down the last 30. So what are you noticing so far? Uh, a couple of trends. I think probably the new... Uh, the new entries are interesting for me, uh, particularly One Mile. I've got to admit, I, I had to look up. I'd, I knew I'd heard of it, but I couldn't work out where I knew of them. And it turns out I'd read about it on Australian Brews News. <laughs> uh, out of the Northern Territory. So great to see, first of all, two, two things in that. So one is that the, um, the Northern Territory is represented, but second, it shows how, whether it's by region, by state, or by you know, locality... Uh, suburb, if you like, garnering support from your loyal drinkers 
very uh, local. Yeah, has, um, has some value in the hottest 100. But but people are, are voting local, and uh, let, let, let's see. We've seen so far your mates, um, which is a little one. Um, your mate Donny um, was in at number 93. I thought, gee, that was that was a bit of a surprise as a Queenslander. So you know they're the ones that really started to stand out. And uh, I thought, gee, you know, that's a bit of a surprise. It's a darker beer, and it's not a big brewery in terms of distribution. Um, they do make a lot of noise in the home patch, and to to be for for their second beer, um, I don't know. I haven't seen the. And just while you look that up, I think the other trend too that has become apparent over the last couple of years, but has certainly galvanised this year, is that for those who think that independence doesn't matter, I think it probably does. So, uh, and, and I don't want to say uh, how the mighty have fallen, but if you look at, um, and I've done a lot of research over the years into. And, and kept a close eye on the, the hottest 100 results. For the first eight years, um, Little Creatures Pale Ale, not only was it in the top 100 each year, it was in the top 10. Not only that, it was in the top five. Yes, yeah. And now, have we seen it yet? I think it has it and, popped up. No, and, and I just sort of uh, checked through our list of uh, what's been announced and uh, j- just going back. So Donnie, I'm talking about local. Um, your mate's Donnie. Um, Larry, which is arguably their number one beer, hasn't put in an appearance yet. So that, that to me is a big sign. I'm presuming that uh, their number one beer is going to be somewhere. You, you, you never quite know. Um, but that to me is a real sign of people, for, for smaller breweries, people sticking very local. Um, with uh, independence, big, uh, you know, feral. Um, well, again, Hop Hog has probably one of those ones that in the first six, seven years was not out, not only was it not outside the top ten, but it was it wasn't even outside the top three. One of the champion beers, and and, and it still is, and the, the beer hasn't changed. The like I've had it changed. recently, and uh, you know it, it is one of those things, and whether or not um, they put a lot of effort into it, because we haven't seen Pirate Life. You know they've been a bit. Uh, you know, not quieter, quieter on, on their pushing of social media, and you know, is that because they don't want to be seen to be the big brewery spruiking it, or is it a case of well, we don't want to be seen to be spruiking it too much, in case spruiking it doesn't do any good, and we still do bad, and then we, um, you know, at least we can sort of say, well, you know, like, you know, it doesn't really matter. And of course, bad is a relative term. Any beer, I think that that gets a spot in the top two hundred. In something like this, with the number of breweries and the number of individual beers that are available to be voted on, yep. If you can get enough people to have a enough love for your beer, but b to get off their fat ort and actually physically vote for it, well done to you. That 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 is a, that is a sign of a good beer. And let's or a well marketed beer. That all those combination of factors. On that note, let's address the. Uh, it's not really an elephant in the room. It's the idiot in the in the. Uh, Phone box. Um, <laughs> call it what it is. You know who we're talking about. No, there, 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 there's quite a few people who have been dismissing this in sort of you know like comments oh, like, uh, early. Uh, "Oh, you know, this isn't about good beer. All of the good beers are seasonal and things." And you go, All well, the beers in the top 100 are average, <laughs> average quote unquote, <laughs> and only the seasonal beers are any good. And well, you know, look, if if they're the beers you enjoy, go for your life. Um, and, and that's absolutely fantastic. If you enjoy beers that are a little bit more exotic, a little bit more out there, you don't want to just keep going back to a couple of old uh, favourites. And sitting here at Bolter, I've just had their Pilsner, which has been the beer that I've been drinking right across the summer. Love a good Pilsner. Really enjoying it. And to me, like that is a really hot beer. And it was great to see how it went. Number 65. 65. To see a lager getting into the list. 
that's to me is very exciting. If for you, if the beers that float your boat are the ones that are a little bit harder to find, that's fantastic. Go for it. Celebrate those things. Vote for them. But I think you're really missing the point of what this poll is about if you are saying there is nothing good in the top 100 because they're beers that, you know, because you've got Fat Yak in there. People love to, um, you know, toss off at Fat Yak. Um, are we coming up to... Yeah, 31. Okay, 31. 31 to 40. There we really. go. So uh, we'll, we'll go through those in just a sec. Um, but yeah, like you're, you're really missing the point of what this is about. And last year uh, when we were talking about that, I had that metric. You've got beers with a big distribution. So you've got distribution with hype squared. So hype, as we were talking about with local, if you can really activate your fan base the way that um, the uh, Northern Territory Brewery has and some of the um, smaller breweries have done, you're going to, even with a very small footprint, you are going to uh, you know, be able to get your beers up higher than their sheer distribution will. And I think you can almost do that because if you're small and really motivate your audience you're going to get them to vote some of the bigger breweries with a big distribution probably have a bigger net to cast but you're also getting people that may not be inspired to vote for the hottest 100 so it, it does balance out a little bit and uh, you, it is the hottest 100 beers and the hottest beers are the ones that people are willing to go out and vote for so yeah just don't be a knob when you sort of talk about it is enjoy the day enjoy the excitement know that the more excitement that, that there is for craft beer the better it is for everybody. So, and, and look at it as a um, as really a way to um, gauge where the industry or the community as a whole is actually going, Matt. Because we, we see there at uh, number thirty one is the Young Henry's Natural Lager. The trend over the last couple of years has been that um, lagers have been uh, we're, we're in early. The return of lagers, 2008, yeah, 2009. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden it was pale ale, IPA, all the way. The last three years we've seen, A, because there are, again, more lagers being produced, but people are having a better appreciation for a well-crafted lager. Uh, we're drinking one at the moment, which is, look, it, I, it's not disrespectful to say it's 10 overs, none for 40, Mate, it's line just, and length. It's just a lager. It's just a lager. But I'll tell you what, it's a bloody nice it's lager. It's a cracker. Yeah. Really nice, nice work to Scotty, and uh, might sort of get a gratuitous plug-in, uh, listeners, for Barrett Burst and Malt. We were just talking to Scotty, who brought these beers up for us, and um, Scotty Hargraves, a head brewer, and uh, apparently uses the Barrett Burst and Pale Malt. Um, so thank you to Barrett Burst, and not only for bringing us this beer, but bringing this podcast. But Prof, we've got our first uh, guest. Go ahead, please. You're talking to Matt. Uh, Steve Jeffers, uh, who is from the, he's from Gabs, he's from Stomping Ground, uh, uh, local tap house. Um, thank you for joining us, and most importantly, thank you for uh, being one of the great minds that conceived this whole uh, day. Thanks, mate. Nice to talk to you. It's very busy down here at uh, Gabs HQ with uh, Craig and Rita manning the keyboards, and it's uh, very exciting so far. Mate, sorry to steal Prof away from you as well. He would normally be down there, but I've uh, flown him up um, to uh, to the Gold Coast. Well, listen, obviously your budgets are increasing. Sponsors are, <laughs> you know, putting in the money. And Did you fly uh, at the back of the plane or the front of the plane? Yeah, no, we, we all fly back then. We, we're staying at the uh, Belinga Beach Motel. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, but anyway, uh, but to, to, down to business... Um, what are you noticing? So we, we're up to, the, you know, we've seen the, the top 70 beers. What, what are you pulling from the results that you've seen so far? Uh, oh, listen, I think one of the bigger trends so far certainly is this uh, rise in parochialism. I think that uh, you've got uh, breweries who have 
are better than ever managing to engage with their and rally their their local communities and beer fans and in some cases their media to uh, to uh, vote for for their favourite beer. I think that's pretty evident uh, with uh, Northern Territory seemingly the whole state has got behind uh, one mile and and then you've got um, some of the other breweries doing well like um, the Welder's Dog for instance as well. Mate, isn't that exciting though? I, I, to be honest, because it's not uh, a beer that is available nationally, the one mile beers were ones that were on my radar knowing that there was now you know, breweries in the Northern Territory, but the beers themselves. So isn't it exciting to see that the poll um, is spreading out to uh, you know, you know, non-traditional uh, craft beer areas? Well, it's just evidence of the of the growth in the poll. You know, I think what was it, like three hundred people or so eleven years ago, and this year uh, we had thirty one thousand people across the country vote and putting in one hundred and fifty five thousand votes. You know, that's uh, that's just an indication of how how far the reach uh, or the great reach that the poll has now. And uh, it's not just the the uh, beer, beer geeks that are voting. This is um, this is every man and his dog, so to speak, who are, who are voting and. Uh, and the breweries are doing such a great job, at, or a better job than ever, to uh, to get people to uh, support their their beers. We're speaking with Steve Jeffers from uh, the Gabs Hottest 100 Countdown. And Steve, owing to our increased budget this year, we've also able to take live calls and um, comments from our listeners. And one of them has a question for you. Uh, hypothetically, where would something like Stomping Ground finish if we could actually vote for it? Feel the wider public is mature enough to vote sensibly and ignore the ownership issue now. And that's from uh, Matthew Beggs. Oh, I've no idea. I don't, my <laughs> family's only so big. I like all them to vote. I don't know where that get us. I think it's harder and harder to... Um, I, listen, I have no idea. I hope we'd do well, but there's some incredible breweries that are in that list. And uh, like I've obviously seen... You know all the all the results, and uh, there's some great breweries that have missed out, and so um, I, I just I don't know. I hope we do well, but uh, I don't, I'm not sure we'll ever find out. Realistically, though, I guess there's like there are enough naysayers anyway, um, and we shouldn't uh, allow the squeaky wheel to get all the oil all the time. But um, there are enough flogs. Let's let's be perfectly Francis about it. Who who don't actually quite understand how the whole game works. So the reality is that it would be very difficult to to have credible results with with stomping ground beers, given your connection with them. Yeah, I think so. Like certainly there are um, some. Of the, I'm not. Um, it's not a um, unanimous uh, kind of view uh, that uh, we are not in the poll. But I feel pretty strongly that uh, the gaps. Poll, uh, the the integrity of the poll is, is critical to the poll, and I think that uh, like I created the poll, we created the poll eleven years ago, and we obviously have deep insights into how it works. And uh, I, I just can't see a situation where it it, w- it would work. If we did well, there'd be an uproar, and I think if we didn't do well, there'd probably be, you know, it wouldn't be pretty either. So um, yeah, that's the way it is. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd love our customers to be able to do that, but. You know, um, at the end of the day, the poll is far, far bigger than than us um, at, at Stomping Ground. But the, it, it, it's interesting because the integrity of the poll is very important to you. It's something that people often criticise and presume that breweries with big staff or big budgets are able to game it in some way. And I, I know that you've never really been willing to talk too much about what you do, but can you give us any idea of, um, you know, how you prevent... Um, anyone from gaming the system? 
Oh, listen, no, I, I can't say that. Other than we go through uh, the, the the ways and means by which people are trying to game the system uh, is is growing. But uh, we have a fairly long list of let's call let's call them rules or guidelines that uh, we follow, and uh, we go through the uh, the votes and the voters and and patterns. Uh, fairly exhaustively and uh, that get, only gets more intense I guess every year so uh, as best we can uh, I'm very confident that uh, the results are a pretty good reflection of, of what uh, people have voted for um, but I always and I, every time I talk to you I always come back to, to the, the spirit of the poll which is has always been and, uh, and it's what kind of drives the decisions that we make here is that we just want people to vote for their five favourite beers of the year and so it, it's more for the for the beer fans. It's less for the breweries, if that makes sense. So they're the ones that the, the beer fans are the ones that we really want to look after. Those ones who are who are really doing the right thing. And um, and, and as I said, the, the poll is always attracts controversy, and there's always people who don't like it. But I think overall we've we've struck a really strong balance, and I'm I, I think that the uh, the poll. Um, is a good thing for us to talk about one day, one afternoon, one day a year. Exactly. I couldn't couldn't agree more, Steve. And just on that, um, so first of all, no names, no pack drill, but uh, was anyone requiring of, of perhaps getting a slap on the wrist? Uh, listen, no, uh, we, don't, we don't even actually tell breweries that uh, if, if we suspect or we see evidence of, of things that, again, we feel is, is against the spirit of the poll, we... We don't even notify the breweries. We think that's um, uh, something that will only kind of perhaps embolden them to try things differently uh, the next year. So um, there are some breweries who, um, and in most cases, they would honestly put a social media post out um, offering some sort of incentive for beer fans to vote, but we would quickly phone them up and just uh, ask them to remove the post or reword it and uh, and uh, any time we've asked a brewery to do that, they've, they've done that. Yeah. And 11 years in, Steve, um, do you still get personally the same, I guess, mix of excitement and trepidation um, as each poll is opened and then at, at, the, at the closing of votes and then obviously at the, as the results come through? Uh, yeah. Like I, I just think it's phenomenal that there's so many people, you know, who are prepared to take a few minutes out of their day Think about the beers and, and, uh, and vote for them. I, I, I think that's a, a tremendous uh, uh, indicator of uh, of how this uh, craft beer or independent beer or whatever you want to call call it. I think uh, it's a really exciting time for the industry, and uh, I think it's exciting for brewers. And, and I really uh, hope that breweries don't get too despondent if they if they're not happen, happen to be in the hottest 100. Because in some ways, I think uh, the next 100, which we release shortly after five o'clock today, and uh, perhaps even more so, the hottest new beers, the hottest 100 new beers of the year. Um, that's where I personally tend to uh, spend most of my time examining because that's uh, arguably a more, um, uh, it's a more telling list in terms of trends and styles and who's, what breweries are doing really well um, as well. So uh, the introdu- introduction of those lists uh, two or three years ago, I think, uh, was a smart move and uh, it's the Beer geeks don't like the Otters 100. I think there's plenty of uh, interesting stuff in those other uh, sub-lists, if you like, to, uh, to keep them interested. Interesting you say that, Steve, because we, Prof has noted that we haven't seen too many brewed IPAs uh, so far. Um, Ding. There's our first mention <laughs> of brewed IPA 
for the live podcast. Thanks, Matt. Uh, are we Can going to see any in the top 30? Can you, sorry, what were you going to say? Brute IPAs. Don't, well, there's none there. Yeah, I don't... None so um, far. ...what's coming, but uh, there's certainly plenty of... I would have thought uh, there would have been some in what we've seen so far, and uh, because, you know, there's plenty of uh, NEPAs um, that have uh, appeared, and uh, I think so far in the results that we've seen so far... We're up on NEPAs already from what we saw last year. But, uh, yeah, brute IPOs, maybe there's, maybe there's a lag uh, between when something's hot and when it actually appears in the poll. Maybe, maybe next year we'll start to see them. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, Steve, um, looking over you know, the, the results over, over the, the 10 years or so and how trends have, have developed and changed, and we've had this discussion, do, uh, are the trends reflected in the Hottest 100 or does the Hottest 100 actually in a way, uh, kind of influence the way trends go. Because I, I think one important aspect of, of uh, the value of the poll is to, A, to, to new, new drinkers looking for, okay, you know, what's, what's hot, what's trendy, what's, uh, you know, what should I try? Uh, but also for, um, for venues, I think it's a great way to, to gauge, you know, perhaps how, uh, how broad your, your tap offering needs to be. Whereas, you know... Back to 2008, you probably could have got away with if you had 10 taps to have, you know, five lagers and five pale ales. Well, you still look at this poll and it's, so far it's, it continues, as it has in recent years, to be dominated by hops. And I think that's one of the things that uh, I like to look... That's why one of the reasons I like to look at those new beers and the um, the uh, the next 100 because you see far greater variety in, in styles the further you go down the results beyond 100. Um, so... Yeah, I um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I think um, like it's to me, it's astonishing that Stone and Wood has is, is still, um, you know, featuring well in in the poll. Like it still obviously hasn't. We don't know what the final results are, but Stone and Wood are doing well. Uh, I think that you're seeing some of the big guys that have um, been acquired, or some of the formerly independent breweries that have been acquired. Some sliding down the pole, like obviously Feral Hop Hog going up 63 is, is a big story. Um, but there's, there's always uh, nuggets of, of, of uh, uh, controversy and uh, interest, I think, uh, and uh, it's always fun pulling them apart with you guys and obviously Craft Pine as well. Oh, and it just highlights, Steve, just how many stories um, there are connected with, um, with our beer, with our love for beer, um, with our loyalty to brand, um, and just those stories that go along with, uh, you know, with the Hottest 100. Have you ever thought of, uh, like, producing a book or something about the Hottest 100? <laughs> <laughs> Snap yeah, him up, Steve. I'm in negotiations with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get yeah, my people to speak to your people. We'll do lunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, please do that. Steve, before we let you go, um, just one last question. Um, we locked in Volta... Because of the, the the suggestions last year that we'd come here knowing that they'd uh, taken the, the the number one when it was just completely random, it was just the next cab off the rank. We locked this in weeks ago. Um, did we choose the right spot? Oh, listen, time will tell. What time is it now? <laughs> a couple of hours or so. Um, well, Bolt is doing pretty well so far, but you know, listen, there's as you know, there's so many strong breweries out there now who not only are producing excellent beer, but they're just getting better at, at uh, rallying the troops. So, you know, whether localism pays off, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a surprise. Um, I'm hoping that um, everyone sticks around to find out at 5 o'clock. 
And Steve, this time each year I, I put my little uh, pork pie press hat on and I try to get out of you um, the numbers of, of votes. I've never been successful, but can you at least tell us are the numbers of, of individual votes up on previous years? Listen, every year it's grown. This year we had 155,000 votes cast by 31,000 people. Oh, shit, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> You're getting, you're getting better at this interview, Caper. One, one so so th- th- that was 31,000 votes cast? No, no. no. 31,000 people. Oh, no, so 31,000 people voting, but presuming that they yeah. all voted for five. Um, well, we are, the, the, if, the, the, if they don't vote for five, it's not counted. So um, 155,000 votes were counted. Beers were voted for um, by 31,000 people. Wow. That's... Uh, that's, that's a pretty good. You know, that's pretty very good impressive sample, numbers, uh, and and you, you're spot on. You've touched on it there. It, it really is a good sample, and it gets back to I guess where we started this conversation. Any beer that that makes it into in my in my book in the top two hundred, given the number of breweries multiplied by the number of individual beers, and and the um you know the the social media marketing, the um you know the seasonal favoritism, all those sorts of factors. Um, every brewer that gets a, a beer on the list should be rightly proud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it. you know, a lot of people, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, obviously we, you know, I heard you just briefly talking about it uh, before before I came on that, uh, you know, people say they're not the best beers and obviously it's not never meant to be the best beers, the hottest beers, but uh, I would always contend that the vast majority of beers we've seen so far, and it's the same every year, are uh, uh, littered with um, multi-award winning and multi-awards and and uh, critical acclaim as well. So um, I think it's not often that uh, a bad beer gets into the list. And um, there, obviously there are some which perhaps are not as good, but they're very, if they're not so good, they're still very, very popular. So um, it's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a talking point every year. We have the same discussions about how, you know, people take a little too seriously, but it's, it's always meant to be a bit of fun and uh, just a celebration of, of great Aussie craft beers. And my God, there's a lot to celebrate at the moment. Exactly. And that's why it's called beer and not maths because it, it's not black and white. <laughs> <laughs> there's, and there's room for subjectivity. Well, like, like you didn't say science because apparently science isn't black and white either. <laughs> Steve Jeffers, Steve thank you very much for joining us. The uh, 21 to 29 has just dropped, so we might uh, chat those. But thank you very much for, for giving up a part of a busy day. And uh, congratulations on what is really the most exciting uh, craft beer poll in the country. Listen, thanks very much, guys. I'll be uh, glued to it for the next couple of hours or so. And um, uh, you're sounding great. Sound is terrific this year. So uh, well done. Oh, that, that's our producer, John, uh, John Garner. So uh, thank you, thank you, John, and uh, thank you, Steve. No worries, guys. Good luck. Thanks, Steve. Interesting there, Matt, that um, Steve pointed out, you know, that hops over the journey, regardless of different, different trends with, with sours, with lagers coming back in, the poll is still very much dominated in the same way as our, our pellets are um, with hops. Um, well, funnily and, enough. <laughs> and, um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Yakima Chief, but they're a 100% uh, grower-owned global network of family hop farms known for their innovative products, including cryo hops, the concentrated lupulin of whole leaf hop cones processed at, processed at sub-zero temperatures. Um, and I don't know if you know this as well, Matt, but they're now available through... Um, our the malt Australian mates. supply partners, uh, Cryo Malt Australia. Cryo Malt Australia. So there we go. There's there. And now, what have you got against Pirate Life Mosaic? We've so far got you to Sydney. If we keep this up, we might get you home, <laughs> Prof. Um, 
So you said, you said number 21 to 29. You were just ignoring number 30? Uh, wasn't, oh, sorry, 30. No, 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 Pirate Life Mosaic. And I've, we've just had a mention in, I put out a question on the uh, chat room and uh, asked who they would like to speak to. And uh, where are we? Um, I think Just Good Beer said Pirate Life would be an interesting one to chat on. I've just texted Michael Cameron, MC, to see whether he's uh, able to join us. So we will certainly try and uh, get MC on. But uh, no, Pirate Life Mosaic. So where was that last year, Prof? Uh, I'm going to say it was top 13. Like it might have been. Uh, let at, me see. At, or it might have even been top 10. I don't have last year's um, to hand. No, 30. Uh, why are you looking that up? Down 24. So it was top 10. Yeah, so it's fallen 24. Um, big drop. Um, Furphy is an interesting one at 25, which again shows A, that reach does matter. Mm-hmm. So your, your distribution. But also that it's. it's a cleverly hidden corporate beer, if you like. It, it's not overtly... It's not under the Little Creatures banner, despite the fact that it's it's brewed there. It's not a Lion beer, despite the fact that they're owned by Lion. And if you... Uh, you know, it, it, This is the hottest 100 craft beers, um, so mainstream beers aren't. And when you speak to the guys from Lion, Furphy, they don't hold it out as a craft beer. Like They, they don't make any tell about that, but it's in the hottest 100 craft beers. So People have spoken. People have spoken. They, they voted for it. Um, and, and I think, and I, look, I guess I bring that up because that's one of the beers that, to me, signals that, uh, have a look outside the door, the, the 95% are out there. Yep. It, it's all well and good to say, wow, you know, there's this and there's that and the independence and all the rest of it. But the reality is that, you know, we're, we're in a, a pretty small phone booth. And look, I, I keep coming back to the more people who are drinking beer... The more people who are enthusiastic... I'm actually surprised that Furphy is there, not because it's not a good beer, not because it's not a big selling beer, but I wouldn't have thought Furphy drinkers were inside the tent enough to actually know about the Hottest 100 Craft Beer poll. Um, I haven't seen too much coming out of Lion or Little Creatures pushing it, um, but it's, it, that, that's, that's where that hype factor comes in. It's got a big reach, yeah, um, well over 20 million on a mean annualised... Uh, um, moving, what was it? Moving annualised total. I got pulled up for that uh, in the past, um, <laughs> and it, it's a, it's got a big reach. It's a big seller. They're starting to put some branding. I remember four years ago when I tried to speak to Little Creatures um, about this new beer that they were putting out um, just in their local area. They didn't want to talk about it at all. They didn't want to go on the record and say anything about it. These days, you can sort of see outside your bottle shop the uh, teardrop flags flying, pronouncing Furphy. So it's got a big reach, getting marketing. But people are still voting for it, and that's a fantastic. That you know, that, that's a really exciting thing for beer. Nah, spot on. Um, filter XBA at number twenty six, I think, is a, perhaps a bit of a surprise for me, um, because I kind of I, I have a feeling that it was a little bit higher last year, maybe in the top fifteen or so. Um, but it shows that you. We we often talk about how breweries that only produce two or three core brands may have a bit of an advantage over a. A brewery that has ten or twelve very popular, you know, core and um, so a filter is up seven on last year. Prof. Oh, well, there we go. Okay, so, so what do go. I know? Um, ben spoke red nut at twenty three. Uh, we've got Bolter Strong Ale at twenty four. Presumably, we don't need to read all these out because I'm guessing that our listeners are uh, are watching as well as while they're listening. Um, Matt, very shortly we will be speaking with. Um, we're going to cross the Nullarbor. 
We are. Our first, it's close enough. It's, it's far enough away that it's a you know an international correspondent, but a good friend of the program. Well, mate, that, uh, that's Australian like phoning News. Moscow from London, I think. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, um, uh, Ross Lewis from the SIP. Have we got Ross on the line? Yes, you have, Prof. Uh, welcome to WA. We're, we're in 1994 at the moment, but uh, no, no, 2019. And uh, look, it's been a very interesting count. And um, WA beers uh, haven't probably done as well as we'd expect. Well, we, we, either that or they're doing much better than you expected. And they're, uh, they could all be yet to come. They could all be yet to come. But uh, Ross, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, and just, just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and uh, your, your background at the SIP, just because uh, it's the first time you've been on the podcast. Yeah, uh, Matt, I'm a former journalist. Uh, well, I don't think you're ever a former journalist. Uh, I started uh, when I was uh, in my teens, and uh, it's in the blood, so that'll, that'll stay with me, I think, for a while. So I've worked at major newspapers, major news outlets, and uh, you know, travelled the world a little bit with that role and uh, tasted a lot of beer and decided um, about six years ago that uh, beer writing uh, might be the way to go. So just tried to really give um, WA brewers and, and beers uh, an opportunity to, to shine in the media space. And, um, you know, we've, uh, we've got a proud and rich history here in WA of uh, producing good beer. And um, I think sometimes we feel we're uh, not quite part of Australia. We're a long way away. And, we get a bit forgotten from time to time, so uh, it's just been a, a great opportunity to um, publicise WA Yes, but yeah, uh, well said. And the other thing too, I guess, oh, look, I feel a little bit sorry for you because some of your heavy hitters in in um, feral and in um, in creatures have kind of suffered from that. Uh, you know, we're not in the we're not in the in the good clubhouse anymore, so people don't you know don't want to be our friends. Um, whereas, uh, I guess it, it kind of allows a bit of an opportunity for some of those emerging um, WA breweries uh, to, to really shine. Yeah, Prof, look, I think the interesting thing I've found is, um, and I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, but the strong community base for some of the breweries that, look, to be honest, I hadn't heard much of. Um, you know, Tempo, Your Mate, um, I've actually had the chance to go to Hemingway's, but... Uh, what I would call a, a smaller brewery, um, they seem to have great community support. I suppose it's a little bit disappointing from our end that we haven't been able to get uh, maybe a few breweries to um, uh, generate that community uh, backing. And um, I also think some of our breweries have really uh, gone on to uh, a high turnover of beers um, rather than having a core range. And I think that once you do that, obviously you're, you're going to split your vote a bit, particularly if you're producing five or six Really good beers, but um, look if you take out the ferals, the colonials, the gates, and the little creatures, it's really only been um, male at uh, seventy-two with BPA, which has come in as a you know a small independent WA brewery. Ross, talk to us about it because you are a vocal champion of Western Australia, and you've sort of uh, you know had a couple of you know great Twitter stouches or robust conversations. Um, you know, with, with reps in the uh, Independent uh, Brewers Association. Give us your read on what it is. You know, WA is the cradle of craft beer, um, home of Matilda Bay, home of which really was one of the seminal breweries of the first wave, and then Little Creatures, which was one of the seminal breweries in the second wave. Um, why do we not see huge amounts of support? Um, if, if we're seeing a, a brewery from the Northern Territory able to marshal support... Why aren't we seeing 
you know, Sandgropers get behind... Is it Sandgropers, Western yeah. Australia? Yeah, Sandgropers getting behind um, Western Australian breweries and really uh, voting them up. Yeah, look, it is a bit surprising. And I, I, I suppose um, it's surprising when you do see the, the, the Ten Toes and the, uh, and the Weld itself get, get such strong support. Um, I think we've got a few breweries over here now. We've got up to 71, 72 breweries. We don't have a big population. Um, so I suppose uh, there's been a bit of a spread in terms of what people have been wanting to back. Um, you just sort of mentioned the, 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 the bigger guys in town and, and the drop that they've had, um, which has been um, noticeable, but not surprising, I think, because the people who are probably going to vote for um, the hottest 100 are more likely to be uh, independent um, pursuers uh, and those that, uh, that really like um, the, the littler breweries. So, um, uh, but my, my point's always been that um, there's a lot of people out there who don't necessarily care about who owns their brewery when they're buying, um, they're buying a beer, they're buying it for price, they're buying it for taste, um, but they're not likely to vote in this um, exercise. It's a great exercise, though, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, and you know, you can sit here for the next two days, I think, and analyse the results. Yeah, for sure. And you touch on something interesting there, Ross. That you know, a lot of people—it's it, not so much do I know or do I care, but it's that factor of actually getting off their butt and and physically deciding to to vote to to, to sort of to, to be a part of it. Um, yeah. And we look at you know early days of the the hottest one hundred. You know, Tassie did quite well. And yet in the last three or four years, not a single beer from Tassie has, has hit the, the top 100, and I don't know that we've got any as yet. So perhaps that mirrors what's happening in WA, is that they're, they're, they're drinking widely, they're, they're perhaps you know, enjoying their, their journey um, and experiencing new beers and, and new breweries and that sort of thing, but they're not necessarily um, activated by those breweries, uh, either encouraged or reminded, um, to, to get out and vote. Yeah, and I think the other thing, Prop, is if you look at the Colonials and the Little Creatures, the beers um, that they're um, producing are, are made in um, Victoria, so they'll be getting an eastern state's count out of the beers that um, they're able to produce on the, in the eastern state. So it's not necessarily WA votes that are boosting uh, Colonial or Little Creatures. And if you try and engage in Feral, they've got strong um, sales and distribution avenues on the east coast as well. So, um, you know, it's these beers are being able to pick up the Eastern States votes for, say, a nail which doesn't have that, that strength, isn't doing, um, you know, or it did make the top 100, but a lot of our other breweries that don't have that East Coast exposure um, just probably aren't getting enough votes. But, again, as I say, it doesn't sort of correlate too much when you see, you know, the Ten Toes, the Duke, your mates, or the, um, or the Hemingways, or the Wells of Rock. So it seems that, um, you know, those guys have got a really, really strong community core um, and look that's great that's fantastic I reckon that's um, that's a good sign for, um, for small breweries that they've got, got such great support and I guess that that is the thing like I've been to Hemingway's I was at Hemingway's at the end of last year really great brewery really good brewer making you know very good beers but they've really the only show in town so far as getting votes from a major regional centre. Um, so, you know, for, for them to get 34, is it, like, I, I think that's a tremendous result. And I also, I mean, I also get the feeling, um, and, and I have had for a while as a Queenslander, that Queensland was a little bit behind the take-up of craft beer. Um, and, you know, Western Australia had more breweries. Um, Victoria had more breweries. 
um, when Queensland discovered it, they discovered it with the, 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 the passion of the you know, road to Damascus conversion. Um, they had a Pauline conversion, very passionate about it. So they champion their, their local state. And there does seem to be that sort of um, you know, fervour amongst uh, Queensland beer drinkers. What do we need to do to really motivate um, you know, Western Australian brewers to, to get them behind your uh, local breweries? Yeah, I, I did detect um, in the lead-up that um, there wasn't a lot of um, social media uh, action, what I would call a call to arms, to, to, to vote amongst our, our brewers. Uh, I know some did, some were quite heavy, but I'm not sure that um, out of the 70-odd of breweries that we've got that are, uh, enough did that. So, um, again, we're always going to struggle a little bit. Population of, you know, 2 million people, um, no matter if, you know, everyone pulls together just for a couple of breweries. I think it's going to be up against um, the bigger guys on the East Coast uh, in terms of the uh, bigger guys in support, that is. Um, but, um, look, it, it, it's still a vibrant scene here, don't get me wrong. Um, the breweries stretch from Broome to Esperance, so you've got about, you know, 2,500 kilometres, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people in between. So um, I think maybe uh, there needs to be a bit of a stronger call to arms next year, but... I'm sure that we'll see that. Few uh, breweries um, uh, will we'll take that. Look, I, I'm surprised there's, there's not a couple of WA guys there like uh, Rocky Ridge, which has tremendous um, support, um, big social media backing. But again, I think it gets back to um, they've produced so many good beers. You know, there's probably 10 to 11 beers that uh, they, that would have attracted votes. I would think uh, in the hottest 100. So there's a bit of a split and. Um, you know, probably not enough for one of their beers to get into the top 100. Yeah, Ross, and there's a beautiful comparison that both you and I can appreciate. It's a little bit like, you know, it's very hard for Hawthorne to get a Brownlow medalist because there are just so many champions in the team that the votes get spread out, you know, way too thin. Oh, that's right. The, the, uh, the Hawthorne boys are too busy polishing the cups to be worrying about those uh, <laughs> little medals. <laughs> exactly. Now, mate, if you had to put the larger of the two on the line, oh, and I should point out before we do this, you don't have the results, do you? No, 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 cool. All right, so um, no. give, it, give us uh, any any one of the top, or give us two two or three of the top ten. Or do, are there uh, any are there any WA beers that you would expect could be coming out in the uh, you know that we haven't seen yet? Because we're, we're down to the top twenty as of uh, about four minutes. We'll be into the um, the top uh, nine to uh, eleven to twenty. Yeah, and then counting down the top ten the, after yeah. that. I haven't seen the 21 to 30, but I don't think there was a WA beer in there. Look, I, I would have thought that maybe the Super VPA from Nail uh, would have uh, done, uh, well, certainly in the top 100. But I, I, to be honest, I don't see um, any WA beers making the, uh, the top 20 now. But I certainly can see Bolter XBA being uh, right up there and uh, one of my favourite beers. Obviously, I'm West Australian, got to be parochial. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the Bolter XBA uh, you know, gets the gets the big money again, and, and Ben Spoke. Um, funnily enough, Ben Spoke have a, a, a good supporter base in WA. I um, was talking to some brewers uh, not long ago, and, uh, um, you know, they rate, uh, rate their beers quite highly. Uh, let's hope they can be able to keep those cans going with the 360 lid as well, because I think um, that certainly adds to the the, uh, the aroma and taste of the beer. Um, I know the container deposit scheme doesn't like them too much, but... Uh, Let's hope that they have a bit of a win. We're going to have that container deposit scheme come in in the next uh, next twelve months, so um, might be a bit of an issue for Ben's both and Colonial who also do the same. 
Yeah, I don't think that's going to um, necessarily preclude them from from sticking with the rip lids. Yeah, well, let's let's, let's hope so. Anyway, I don't think it's you know it's a great point of difference. Maybe maybe a colonial might be able to uh, to get into the top twenty. You never know. Um, um, the colonial draft or, um, or or the colonial IPA. I know that the, the sour West sour, which is definitely WA produced beer down in Margaret River, um, just scraped into the uh, into the top one hundred. So uh, it's glad to see that because I thought that was a, a terrific beer. And um, you know, sours are obviously uh, going to be um, overpowered by the pale ales and the IPAs in the top one hundred. So it's tremendous to see a, a, a great um, um, great sour in that list. Yeah, you know though, if if Colonial does get one in the top twenty, that we're going to rustle crow it. We're going to we'll claim it as Victorian. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know the football club will be claiming it as well. So uh, because of their strong uh, connection there, so uh, it's a double uh, double bad luck for WA. Oh, <laughs> well, Ross, uh, mate, thank you very much for giving a bit of time of time out. I'm I'm surprised. You know, it's Western Australia. I'm surprised it's uh, late enough to uh, to be having a beer over there. Are you uh, enjoying one while you count down? The sun's up, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, look, um, the sun's up. We've, uh, we've got the rats running to keep the electricity on. So, um, you know, we're, uh, we're enjoying sort of our day here. Today, 35 degrees. We've had the, uh, the craziest uh, summer of all time. I know everyone on the East Coast has been sweltering. Uh, we've been wearing jumpers. Uh, it's, um, it's been really weird. So, uh, but any time's a good time to have a, a good beer. And I'm at Bright Tank at the moment, actually. Uh, Bright Tank Brewing Co., which is in East Perth, one of our newer inner city um, uh, brew pub and uh, there's a bit of a crowd listening to, to both the uh, the music top 100 and the and the beer the top 100. So uh, I know I've been looking on my computer and had a had a fair crowd behind me uh, giving me opinion on uh, on all the boats. So it's been, uh, been really good. But, uh, Mate, any, sure that, uh, we'll any day above ground with a beer in your hand is a good day. So Ross Lewis from the SIP and from uh, a regular and contributor Radio Bruce, Australian from Australian Bruce News. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. Cheers, mate. Well, there we go. We're uh, about to get into the top 20 or 10, uh, 11 to 20. The 11s. Uh, 11s. Um, just a couple of comments in the chat room that uh, I'd started to type, but it was too distracting, so I thought it was easier. Um, Melbourne Food Addict, uh, if we wanted to see a true hottest 100 based on true craft, we should in- only include independent breweries and have a separate list including large corporations. What do you think, Prof? Well, they are divided. So the when the results come out, they are then... Um, run through the Steve Jeffers Scrambler Fire and they are divided off into uh, independent versus... They are listed, so you, you yeah. know if something's not independent. And as well as the new ones and that sort of thing. So those do come up as a separate list. I don't think... I, I think it's fraught um, to try to, I guess, you know, at, at, at what point do we... You know, if... if yeah, I, I just think it's... Oop, there we go. Let, so let, we, let we can be a speak for themselves. So. So Sorry for getting distracted there, folks. Big, big number shout eleven. Out. Yeah. Oh, my favourite beer uh, at the moment, which Ben's is the Ben's Bailey Griffin. Griffin in, one, in uh, the Ben's Bike Cluster Eight. Wow. Okay. Well, we, we've got Richard uh, teed up to come at some stage. So we've, we we and might at not be able 16, to get in. Sixteen. There's the the Ben's, Ben's Bike again. As okay. Well. Now that's the, that for me, Matt. Number seventeen, Cooper's Original Pale Ale. That that's that's a bit of a Lazarus Rising because that's one of the, the beers that early doors. It was a bit like your Furphy. Yep. A, yeah, I don't really know much about craft beer, yep. but I can vote for this one. And remember too, early on, um, the first three years, I'm going to say, there wasn't so much a like a library of, of beers to choose from. You actually had to physically 
type the beer name. Yes, that, that's right. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I do feel for. I remember at the time that uh, Justin Joyner, uh, who was managing the venue, <laughs> well, the tap house at the time, people were calling it all go, different things. Oh, and, and yeah, there'd be there'd be four different, and you had to uh, have to go right through every vote yeah. counted to say, oh, he means that. Uh, that means the same beer, and yeah, all that sort of stuff. So, Cooper's was one of those ones that I guess a lot of people knew. Yep. Then it kind of just dropped down a little bit, not because it. Well, to be changed. fair, in the first year, so to, to get around that, flavor. brewers had to enter their own beers um, to, yep. the, to, to yes, the database. They, yes. if you want it. And Coopers didn't. And I, I think whoever was responsible was for that decision... One, one year that is like, <laughs> we're, we're not craft, we don't want to be part of the poll. Yep. May, may have got a, a smack upside his head for that and, and from and then on. Then something that was to... So, so when, well, Matt, yeah. when, 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 when can we put our beers in? <laughs> so there was a bit of excitement about it. So, uh, and, and that's one of the things that I, I think Cooper's really struggles with. Um, I don't think, I really don't feel that they've got the finger on the beating pulse of. And we spoke about beer. this on, on they, a, they a, stick a Radio Bridge in. News yep. episode recently. recently. They, if they're quite, kind of not sure, yeah, where they sit in the in the pantheon of of the beer community, yep. kind of thing. But that said, like that's, I'm, that's I'm great for me to see. Great, great to see. 17. So sparkling and Cooper's Pale Ale both up, and, and the session ale, uh, in, session the, ale in, the, in the 30s or the 40s somewhere there as well. I haven't haven't noticed that yet. So um, the, the big one for me, looking at so Black Ops, um, Black Ops Pale Ale, Black Ops has a big following. Yep. Just had a very successful um, equity crowdfunding Raising, round yep. that they raised in six days. You know, lots of hype around that, and, and yet, a great, solid, consistently good. Pale ale. Making does, good does beer. Does what it says on the Making tin. Making good beer. Oh, and there's... Your mates. Your mates, Larry. But the, the, as I said, like, I, I'd, I'd completely lost track of uh, how we were going and uh, suddenly your mates, top 20, talking about... And the, the juxtaposition between Black Ops, which is a hype-driven brewery, like a you know, really reach out um, and they work their social media so well, market to their community um, you very, know, as, very as entrepreneurs. Sometimes, your mates, sometimes too proactive. So yeah, uh, arguably, but um, your mates, which is a similar, like a light version of that, but they really target their own community. Like they, they, they don't have the sort of sophistication of a um, black hops, but they really target their community and play to it really nicely. Um, Thirteen, that is a massive. Uh, we, we might. I'll, I'll dig out uh, numbers. See if we can get uh, Chris or Matt from uh, your mates on and have a bit of a chat to them because they'd, they'd be good to chat to. Um, just going back to the to the uh, chat room though, um, that question uh, that we're talking to. Um, where are we? Um, Capital Coast Ale at number fifteen. Uh, just while Matt's looking that up. Melbourne Food Addict. Yeah. So separate list including. Uh, look, I actually think that that would make the success of independent breweries much less meaningful if you just punted the, the big breweries. Because, look, I mean, it's completely dominated by independent uh, breweries. And even um, one of the other posts, Hudson C, is there any consideration for removing or weighting beers owned by multinational supermarkets or even other breweries like Gage and promoting independence as a primary factor? So similar questions. I actually think that makes the success of... You know, your mates much less relevant because you've got this tiny little brewery. They've just built their their, their brewery, but they're engaged, and yet they're you know trump, trumping um, Furphy. Um, so look, I, I hope that it doesn't change because Matt, it, I'll just point out I've got the two thousand and eight results here in front of me. Um, at number ninety one uh, was Copeland United Breweries Crown Lager, Han Premium. Uh, equal 91, and at 99, two is old. Now, 
That, that's unlikely to be repeated. No, that's not going to be repeated either. We have so yeah. many more beers now that it's almost like... Mind you, two years old probably only needed two votes in the first year <laughs> to, to, to crack Out the top 100. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> there, there weren't a lot of... But it, it does say... It, it's, still, it's still relative. It's just, you know, yep. comparatively, um, you know, you do the percentages and ratios and all that math sort of stuff that I can't do. Um, but, yeah, I'd prefer to see, you know, let the beers speak for themselves and, uh, and let the cards fall where they may. Yep. Now I'm just going to um, getting a note yeah, from our producer. There, uh, we've got uh, um, the first from. Is that the first from Big Sheet? I'll have to go back and have a look. But that number eighteen there, Boozy Fruit, uh, which I think I've got a feeling is Boozy Fruit. Is that another Gabs beer? I have because that's another little um, subset that I like see. playing with. Is let looking at, um, at, at beers, beers that have um, that that were Gabs beers. So let me see. I've got. Uh, Dig through anyway. We, we we can find that out now. I'm just prof. You talk because I'm going to see if I can find uh, get in touch with a. Uh, We're going to add a a caller to our uh, to our list. See if I can keep. So if you're on the um yeah the Australian Brews News page, keep your get into the the chat bit there. Or can you do it? Can you do, do it through MixLR as well? Uh, you can. You can listen through the. Uh, you can stream off the Australian. Brew. Well, if they're listening, they're listening. Yeah. So there's no point telling yeah. them where send they us, can hear. Send us messages or you know. Oh, oh, us so, yeah. So the, the chat room. The, the, chat, the room. chat room is available if you just click the link um, and you can sort of uh, join us in the chat room. Someone I know who is listening is, uh, and I think we've got him on the list to talk to to speak to a little bit later is um, David Cryer. You may have heard of him, Matt. He's from uh, is Cryer. Cryer. Do you know he they've been him. delivering to Australian brewers for over 25 years now, and with a, an even wider range today, carefully selected. Uh, by serious beer nerds, uh, they are, well, without putting too fine a point on it, they're actually quite proud to be a supporter of uh, Brews News and Gabs for 2019. Do you reckon anyone spotted that? I thought it was seamless. That was seamless, mate. That was, that was genius. Never, and never that was an you, you, You've almost made it. I'm going to give a shout-out to, um, to James Smith, Coast. too, uh, at, the, at the Crafty Pint, who uh, picked up a, a, an error when they were... Because... Um, Crafty on his site will um, all of the people in the chat room who are talking about you know is there going to be analysis? Bruising you like Crafty does that so well. There's no point in us duplicating it. Yeah, we, we're not competitors of Crafty Pint. Um, we're here to do what we do. They do what they do. So you know, Crafty tomorrow or even probably tonight will have you know fantastic analysis. There'll be his boffins uh, will be <laughs> cranking the numbers now. But I think they did note, note that uh, at when the number eighty one beer. Uh, appeared, which was the Four Pines Indian Summer Ale. It was uh, listed with the little denotion that it was Australian-owned and independent. And um, to Crafty's credit, he picked that up. That had slipped through in the proofreading, and uh, and that was fixed up. Uh, but that, yeah, even again, so that's another beer that was down forty places from um, from this time last year. <laughs> Steve Jeffers, uh, it, mate, I'm so chuffed to see the people, the, the number of people who are actually giving up their. Uh, day to listen to us, not listen to the hottest 100 <laughs> music. I mean, anyway, each to his own. The reason I, I, the reason I don't <laughs> like that music is because I don't understand it. I shouldn't talk, <laughs> shouldn't talk us down. Um, Steve Jeffers, I expect that the phone will be ringing hot at one mile uh, next work day. And actually, we're going to be speaking to Sterling from Bolter uh, fairly soon. We're at Bolter. Scotty uh, came up to see us before, and we'll have a chat to Scotty uh, sometime in the business end. Um, but Sterling said that, you know, it was huge for them last year when they won. Um, even, at, like, if you want to know the value of this poll, um, 
a brewery that a lot of people dismiss as being it's owned by surfers, it's got big money, it's sort of cor- you know, like it's hype corporate is a word hype, that's often been used. All of that sort of stuff. Usually with the um, word over in well, front of it. Not not so much that McFanning is here today. Like, you know, that's the thing. I think um He's not. Paco's wandering around somewhere or maybe coming in later, but uh, apparently mixed down the down the beach. Um and winning the hottest one hundred last year was a massive boost for them. So yeah, I'll be interested interested to see how uh, one mile goes. Uh, next workday. There you go. Um, Neepers, dead in the water? The only reason I say that, because I know that number 86 was um, arguably one of the, the benchmark or flagship um, New England IPAs, which is the Three Ravens Juicy, is down... Whoop, I just... Is down almost 70 places from, um, from last year. So I don't know whether there are any other... We still haven't seen a brute IPA, have we? Well, we've got one brute IPA? I've got one in front of me. Oh, I've got Little Broody from, uh, which is Bolters. Um, now, when I walked in, I said, look, I'm only going to drink, we've got a long day, I'm only going to drink Cap- Captain Sensible, and I we're yet, ca- we're haven't, yet to have a Captain haven't yet Sensible. cracked a Captain Sensible. Um, but we're drinking responsibly. So I'm The other interesting one to, to look through, Matt, is the, the number of stars, um, which we've got on our little private list, which indicates a, a, a beer that's new to the list. New. And I would might I'd be interested to see by the end when it all comes through how met, whether it's a, a record number of, um, of brand new beers in the top 100. Because that would certainly indicate um, or be a, a bit of an indicator of just how many new breweries and how many new beers that are, uh, are garnering votes uh, since last year. So yeah, still, still a few favourites yet to come. Um, well, we, we do, and uh, just managed to. Uh, I've been frantically texting um, your mates just to see if we can get them on the line. Uh, they they must be stoked. They, they, like, well, uh, we're about to find out. We've got Christian McGarry um, from your mates uh, about to join us on the line, so that will be uh, very very cool. I wonder uh, where they're partnering. So what else? So we've got Capital. Capital has been doing very well. Um, ben Spoke. Cam- Canberra certainly punching above their weight. Now, we're going to have to get Richard from uh, Ben Spoke on fairly soon. I just wonder whether he's going to be holding out. What have we seen? For, is we that haven't seen... I don't think we've seen Sprocket yet. Sprocket? We've seen Cluster 8. We've seen Barley Griffin. Sprocket, we've which We've seen Red Nuts. Okay. Um, Crankshaft. Crankshaft was the was one... Was up in the top five last, last year, year from memory. Uh, Looking at my list I think it might have been year, number, three. number three. Yes. Last so. year. So, still yet to see that. We're still yet to see anything from Stone and Wood. No, and we've uh, seen Cloudcatcher. Cloudcatcher, which, which to me... Um, Do you reckon Cloudcatcher? That's, that's, that's a nice, that's a, a pleasant surprise to say that because I think. I, so where's Cloudcatcher? Uh, Cloudcatcher came in at uh, somewhere down the list recently, twenty eight, twenty eight, which is up eighteen places from from last year. But we yet to see Pacific Ale. Now, just to cut you off there, Prof, uh, Christian McGarry from your mates, mate, talk us through how you're feeling at the moment. Um. <laughs> My heart is bloody racing on four miles an hour at the moment. I just kind of have tried to find a, a quieter spot and take a breather. So where, where are you? Talk us through where you are. You, you, you're you in your new um, uh, brew house bar. Oh, we're not actually at the brew house today. Um, I'm having a, a little birthday celebration because it's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Um, what a present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What an awesome present. Um, yeah, so we, we just got a... Um, uh, a Keg Larry, of course, uh, set up with the jockey box uh, at uh, my girlfriend's first place, and um, we're all sitting here cheering. Just been following the, the countdown all morning, and uh, yeah, well, obviously 
we got to a certain stage and we got to the top 20 where we thought, oh, maybe we missed out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, well, mate, seeing Donnie there, like I, I just couldn't see any circumstance when a dark ale would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from an agreed, unknown agreed. brewery. In the, back, in the back of our minds, we definitely um, seeing Donnie there. I agree. Like Larry's already somewhere, but yeah, just being in the top twenty is just like for a small brewery like ours, we can't get our beer past the Sunshine Coast. It's just, uh, it's a testament to the support that we have uh, here on the Sunshine Coast. But it's not as if the Sunshine Coast... I mean, another one opened... I was hoping to get up to Heads of Noosa last night. So that was, what, the 13th or 14th brewery on the Sunshine Coast now? Yeah, so yeah. It, 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 it's really... And I, I guess the best, the best part of the whole countdown today is just how many Sunshine Coast breweries have been um, up there. Um, coming from basically none last year. Mm. I think we got the top spot of 107 last year. And this year, it's just we littered through the whole hundred, uh, which is it's just so much going on. Coast, it's uh, it's a hub. It's an amazing spot, beautiful place to live, and a beautiful place to make um, good beer. Now, you mentioned that you really can't get your beer out, apart from occasional forays. You know, like sort of one-off, um, sending a small amount anywhere else. Your yep. beer is limited to the Sunshine Coast. I, I sort of talked yep. earlier in the podcast about there is a thing, distribution by Hype Squared. But you guys also <laughs> aren't, you know, but, well, but, but Hype is, tends to be a much bigger thing. You guys really engage with the local community. I mean, I've sat back and watched the way that you guys have really worked. You, you know, your mates are who you market to, the, the, the people who um, are, are interested in the brewery, who drink your beers, and you've managed to, you know, activate them to, to vote for you. Tell us about what you guys did to get your supporters to vote. Are they naturally inclined to, or did you get out and do something? I mean, we got out and did the same as, as, as what we do to, to try and get people into the venue, to try and get people drinking our beer. Um, we try and share um, about the things that we're doing and, uh, and the things that are happening around us. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly overwhelmed by the, the sheer support, like you know, this is this is to have the cliche story. This is at myself in the garage four years ago, thinking you know we we weren't home brewers turned pro brewers, but we were we caught the craft beer bug and, and thought you know we need to um, we need to give this a crack. And um, every time we just we just get shocked when we achieve something that um, that we've gotten this far. Just a few guys who just give it a crack. Mate, we need to let you go back to uh, emptying that keg of Larry. But before we do... <laughs> the 13th uh, hottest beer in Australia. Exactly, um, from a newcomer. Uh, but, but just quickly, just for you know, tips for, for new players, perhaps looking at um, you know, getting their beers into the hottest 100 next year. How did you, how did you activate um, or how did you go about, I guess, uh, you know, a plan or a, you know, whatever it was? How, how did you, you know, let everybody know about the, the countdown and how to vote? Um, well, yeah, we just let the people know who come into the venue. We had uh, posters in the venue, and then um, obviously our social media following um, as much as we could, was telling people what Gas Post One Hundred is, and explaining to them, you know, the similarities between the, the Triple J's Hottest One Hundred, and, and and what an important thing it is for um, smaller guys like us, and um, and just just I, I don't know, just just telling people what it is, and if they like your beer, I think then. 
they're going to be um, more than happy to take two minutes of their time and jump on board and swing you a couple of votes. Hey, mate, it really happens, but sometimes it really is good to be small. <laughs> oh, mate, we're just over there, eh? so, such a Such an amazing uh, outcome. And, um, yeah, we can't wait to get those tanks over to China, which are on the way, and uh, maybe move that view a little bit further. Nice one, mate. Well, uh, enjoy, celebrate, and uh, happy birthday for Tuesday. Thanks so much, guys. You have a good one. Talk to you soon. Maybe we'll uh, record from uh, from from um, your mates next year. Sounds good, mate. <laughs> okay. You're welcome anytime. Good on you, Christian McGarry. See ya. Now, mate, just before we start planning next year, <laughs> we we caught lightning in a bottle last year. Happened to be invited to to Bolter. Uh, chose to accept the invitation because at the end of the day, look, there's heaps happening down there in the bar right behind us, but it's not impacting on our um, our podcast. Yep. Uh, so it's a, it's a great room in which to I, I to knew work. they had the, the, the boardroom, yeah. So so we, we've done it again. We're, we're, we're really tempting fate to try to catch a lightning in a bottle twice. But So we could be, we could be a massive jinx, and now you're you know, possibly um, putting the mocker on <laughs> well, the poor blokes at your mates. Well, that's true, but... Uh, we'll go, there, oh, we'll a, come out, we might come out there next year. There was no, a comment no, in... Trav, Trav Burks. Uh, Trav Burks from Benigo Beer. From Benigo Beer, saw your photo. He, I, I don't think he's following us on the um, podcast, but he saw your photo um, and he weighed in and said, so I guess you've shown your hand on the place to be when number one is announced. Smile. And just sort of say, mate, we, we did this I'll before say, voting I'll opened. Say for the last time, well, yeah, not yeah. the last time, we'll probably have to say it again. Um, two weeks before voting closed, we accepted the invitation to, to come back here. Mm-hmm. And we, we'd be sort of saying, because we weren't sure at that stage whether Stone and Wood, because the Stone and Wood campus... Um, the new, yeah, there was a possibility of us being able... Go down there, and it was... Yeah, like, and three or four other breweries said, look, we'd love to have you up here, we don't, but we don't actually have you... Like, is it okay to be down at the This was the most organised that we've been um, <laughs> in, you know, actually doing something... We normally do things at the last minute, so... Matt, we're into the top ten, and the number ten beer that has just been announced is the Gage Road Single, single Fin. Fin. And there's been a little bit of um, sing, uh, Aussie Beer Guru in the chat room. Single Fin is a gateway beer to craft and see many pubs sell it. Single Fin, didn't Single Fin win a it's trophy? Very sessionable. No, that was um, Little Dove. Oh, Little Dove. Sorry, Little Dove. Okay, but they're so making... Single, single Fin is a, is a medal winner at the AIBAs. It is, yes. Cr- okay. A, a crackingly, beautifully made beer... Um, yes, it's it's toned down, if you like, on the... So it's, as far as the hottest 100 goes, it's probably not, you know, hoppy enough. Uh, it's probably not hypey mm. enough. Ah, um, I see what you did there. But it's, again, it's it's that reach. And it's I, also I down it has five. has a lot to do with uh, it. Was, um, as, as somebody in the chat room said, it's down five from last year. So, But, you know, like the Gage Road has put a lot of um, effort into their marketing. Um, it's much more disciplined. Miles Hull, former little creatures... Um, yep. Yeah, a bit Making of a marketing big guru. difference over there, and and the other thing too is that they've made a concerted push into the eastern seaboard. Absolutely, so it doesn't surprise me that that, that beer is around. Um, now, Prof, uh, I think we've uh, sort of gone a little bit early on this uh, next guest, given that well, he he nominated the time to be fair. Um, Jamie Cook, uh, welcome back to the Hottest One Hundred Live Countdown. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, how are you feeling about the results so far? Still no sign of uh, Pacific Hour, which is it's, it's, it's either had a shock it's either, two, it's either 201 <laughs> or it's somewhere between <laughs> 1 and 9. Yeah, it could have been. could have been. That's exactly right. 101 to 100, however many, 1,000, maybe 5,000 or whatever. Who knows? 
<laughs> and, and, and as I said, you know, last year there was a, a, a people were trying to read the tea leaves on when we were getting guests in, but a lot of it was just you know dumb luck and when we could actually get people on. So um, I'll let you nominate the time this time. And you're in Sydney. You're not joining us live in the uh, the, the, the Bolter Studio this year. <laughs> no, no, I've just been down in Sydney for the long weekend. So yeah, I'm uh, wandering around the streets of uh, Paddington at the moment, trying to get out of the wind to make sure this doesn't. Uh, Break your sound. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, anyway, so uh, what, what 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 are you seeing? Uh, have you been following the um, Have you been following the list? Yeah, I've been quickly glancing every time the things have come up. Yeah, it's um, it's certainly a um, I, I guess a pretty good representation of the way the industry is going. Certainly, lots of new brands and lots of new beers. Um, lots of uh, lots of beers from strong regional areas, which is great to see too. Um, so yeah, I think um, overall, you know, with what we've said, new brewery every five days in Australia in the last twelve months. So probably that means a new beer every five hours or so. So um, <laughs> well, that's, certainly, that's certainly going to come forward in these numbers, I guess. Uh, according to Facebook, the only good beers are seasonal beers, uh, Jamie. So uh, you know, <laughs> luckily, you, luckily you guys make uh, Pacific Ale every season. <laughs> Well, that's that's one thing I've been trying to steer clear of is the comments and all the uh, all the social media pieces. But um, I imagine they're probably they're running the usual commentary. Um, but look, you know, it really they uh, today's a, a lot of fun. It's just, um, you know, it's uh, I think what did Steve say? Thirty odd thousand. Thirty one thousand. Yeah. Yeah, thirty one thousand out of fourteen million beer drinkers. I guess it's not bad. But it's good to see it continuing to grow. So it's certainly. A representation of a part of the part of the industry, which is good. Um, Mate, you must be so yeah, you know, yeah but you, you must be pleased to see uh, Cloudcatcher um, up eighteen places to twenty eight this year. Yeah, well, that's beer. You know, we've let off the chain, so to speak, in the last twelve months. Um, you know, it's been sort of nearly five years since we launched that beer, and it started off as a limited release beer, and slowly but surely, it sort of got ex- interest and excitement around it, and then. Um, yeah, I think uh, middle of last year we decided to release it permanently, and um, it's certainly growing for us. It's certainly growing quite strongly, as is you know all of our core beers. So, um, so it's certainly good to see, um, certain to see it up the chart. That's for sure. It reflects, I guess, um, the sales growth. Yeah, Jamie, I'm going to say too that I reckon the move to the 330ml bottle from the 500 uh, hasn't uh, is in part. I think a reason for its its rise. I just think that it's one of those. If you say modus operandi, who have been um, generously dotted through so far as we as we've been going along, are probably I, I'm guessing the only brewery in there that that only has you know 500 mil cans. Um, do you think that I guess more easy accessibility helps a beer in, in something like the hottest 100? Oh, look, certainly, certainly. I mean, you know, the beer's been in a 500ml bottle since we launched it, which is really a case of just trying to park it in a corner and not give it too much daylight. Um, you know, um, it's sort of the equivalent of putting your foot on its throat, I guess. And it wasn't until we've had some extra capacity come online the last 18 months or so, we've, as I said, been able to let off the chain, put it in a put it in a size bottle where it's more approachable, more accessible, and then give it some broader distribution, which obviously helps, you know. That's what obviously grows the volume. Um, otherwise, it's just been ticking along in the background. So certainly, you know, accessibility helps. I mean, you know, I guess one of the key things to remember is I think you guys talk a lot about distribution as being a driver of the votes. And this, I don't necessarily – I think distribution is important, but it's the velocity through your distribution points. I mean, you know, you can sell just as much beer through two or three venues as you can 100 if you've got a really good brand. So – 
I think that's the key. It's um, you know, it's getting velocity of distribution, not just not just having a, an outlet stock it for the sake of it. Yeah. The, the other um, the other comment that we I brought up um, chatting off air before we came on was that uh, I've heard a number of people in the last uh, six months or so describe Pacific Ale specifically uh, as as mainstream craft. Do you kind of feel that that? <laughs> <laughs> It, it kind of, I don't know whether it helps or hurts because, you know, we're, we've just announced the, the number nine has just dropped, which is the Hop Nation Jedi Juice. Um, but, yeah, do you, do you think that helps you? Uh, look, you know, those sort of people, I mean, look, that's, you know, I don't know what mainstream craft is. Uh, you have to get their textbook definition of what that is. Um, we don't use either of those terms <laughs> to describe our beers, but um, if people want to call it that, that's fine. I guess you know, I, I yeah, think, we sell a lot of beer, so yeah. sell a lot of beer, <laughs> so maybe maybe people think that's mainstream. But I remember, you know, seven months into our journey, I think a publican in Brisbane told us that we didn't want to stock Pacific Oh, of course, it was everywhere. I think we were in three months. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think um, we've been we've been hearing those sort of things for ten years, guys. <laughs> Now, one of the questions in the uh, chat room, um, silly me, I don't know what cloud catcher, cloud catcher is as a beer style. What is it? It's an Australian pale ale. Yeah, I think we, we came out and called it that um, when we repackaged it to the 330 ml bottle. So, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, I guess, what you would call a modern Australian pale ale, all Australian hop. Um, so a bit of galaxy, a bit of Ella and a bit of enigma in there. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a hoppy... Hop forward, pale ale. Now, Green Coast Lager, there has been a couple of rebrands for that over the years. Um, still hasn't managed to crack the top one. I'd be really surprised if it's not uh, somewhere in the top 200 when we see those figures um, after 5 o'clock today. Are you, would you like to see it a little bit higher? Um, look, it, it's going along very nicely as a brand and we continue to evolve it. Um, you know, I, I would doubt whether the majority of the Green Coast drink is actually... No, it was a hot ton, 100. So I can understand why it doesn't feature in the in the votes. Um, and it's probably like, like like lager in general. It's probably not a lot of votes for lager in general in this competition. Um, but you know, we're we're happy with the way it's going. You know, as a as a regional brewer, that brand for us um, ha- has a good approachability to it that, um, that that helps us connect with our drinkers. Mate, I know that you're wandering around the streets of Sydney, so uh, we won't keep you. Just uh, one last question. Um, we haven't seen Pacific Ale yet. What's your tip? You, you, you're willing to sort of back yourself back into the number one spot? Uh, look, I, I don't know. In anywhere, in the, in, anywhere in the top ten is a, a fantastic result, I guess. Um, you know, I guess this is the, I guess this is the um, eighth or ninth year. I guess we've been sort of. Uh, I think I think our first year out, we were in number fourteen spot or something. So that that would be ten years ago. Um, so it's been great to hang in there. But as I said, the number of breweries and brands out there these days, you know, um, they're all got some excitement around them. Probably, probably, who knows? I, I mean, if we're, if we're in the top five, that'd be a great result. So I guess um, while, while you've got me, I'd just like to put a call out to um, Stephen Guy from the Tap House and the Gabs Guy and the rest of the Gabs team, etc., for putting this on. It's always a always a great day um, to get people interested in beer and um, put some excitement around it and um, yeah, it's certainly got people interested in talking about beer and if that's what it achieves, that's the main thing that's, that's awesome. Isn't it exciting well, uh, and how are you going to uh, celebrate tonight? Uh, well, I'm here in Sydney um, yeah, I guess um, I'm just in the middle I was just in the middle of having a Pacific Ale at the Unicorn Pub here in Paddington so um, I'll probably go back and continue to have a few more of those schooners along the way 
Beautiful. Well, enjoy, Jamie. As always, it's, we always appreciate your insights and thank you for uh, giving up a little bit of time to uh, chat to us and, and all the best with uh, Pacific Ale. No worries. And um, the other probably last piece is great to see the indie brewers um, continue to climb up the charts and the non-indie brewers um, having to deal with the gravity of the situation, so to speak. <laughs> what, actually, just, just to go, seeing you open that can of worms, we have had a few questions in the... Um, <laughs> Uh, in the chat room about that, do you think that the hottest 100 poll should only be uh, independent brewers, or should it just be open to you know, any beer that falls within that craft marketing category? Oh, look, that's that's not up to me to decide. That's the guys who run the poll um, for them to make the decision. I guess um, you know, uh, I don't know what craft is anymore. Um, so what what's independent and craft for the poll? I mean, that's up to the guys whether they have how much they want to open it up. I don't know if that's um, yeah, not really my call. Well, Jamie, before, before yeah, I, I was going to say, mate, don't, <laughs> don't tear your pants uh, with, with a foot on either side of the fence, okay? <laughs> but, Jamie, you were, you were spot on. The first year uh, draft slash Pacific Ale did debut at number 14. The next year it went to number three. The next year to number one and hasn't dropped out of the top three since then. So no pressure on you, but uh, good luck, mate. Enjoy the rest of your day. Alrighty, thanks guys. Enjoy the rest of the broadcast. Thanks, Jamie. Say hi to the gang up at Boulder for us. Will do. Shall do. Okay, cheers guys. See ya. Actually, that was a perfect opportunity to talk to Jamie about the cook limit, which we're going to well and truly smash today. Oh, I, think, had, I, I think we get a, a hall pass, don't we, for, <laughs> um, for our special uh, Brews News Live uh, productions. Um, anything else on the, um, in, in the chat room there, Matt? Um, we're just about to... Lots of... Coming yeah. up very close to a minute away, I think, for... Um, no, sorry, six minutes. Not a great lot of uh, ex, you know, like surprise about Hop Nation's Jedi, Jedi juice. juice. And look, again, that's one of those ones that I think is a... And, and that's what surprises me about the Three Ravens. I don't know, so I'd be interested to see if the distribution, um, whether the um, change of... Uh, the refresh of the, the, the Three Ravens labelling has maybe come into it and people are still drinking it but not aware that they were or... It just didn't it not front of mind when they went voting because for me I expected a lot more uh, action from from the Neepers. Yeah, uh, but I would have thought to me I you know it's a honestly it's a there's a hair's breadth between Jedi juice and Three Ravens juicy as far as the the balance and the quality of that's true Jedi you know juice seems to be the one that everyone talks about. Um, oh, I mean, but Neepers. It, it hey, what happens? What happens if bloody Mr. Disney and his estate come knocking on the door and say... Uh, yeah, well, see, we, we need to speak to our uh, good friend James Omond about that, and we have. Um, so apparently it's all kosher. So okay, no, that's cool. Uh, uh, we're only discussing this at, the, no, at, the, at the, <laughs> the Ballarat Beer Festival uh, recently where there are quite a number. Uh, Star Trek and Star, uh, Star Wars seems to be reasonably well uh, developed as a, or well pl- as a, a field well ploughed when it comes to... Uh, using beer names. Just had. A, I just need to shout out to Matthew Beggs, who's been a very uh, active contributor in our chat room. It has been. Very um, isn't the fact that we're all listening to and discussing a craft beer countdown on a Sunday afternoon passionately <laughs> a truly healthy sign that the industry is in a good place? And I couldn't agree more. Um, and and that's where for something like this, I don't get. You know, I don't probably wouldn't want to see. You know, like a mainstream. Um, craft number one because of what that represents, you know, what what that represents to, to the industry. But this isn't a discussion about oh, that's not a sort of beer, that's not the sort of beer that I want to drink. 
this is just an exciting day for craft beer. It's a really, really great sign that so many people are being inspired to vote. Um, I mean, I look at, look at the traffic on Brews News. I look at the number of people. Um, I think we've peaked at over 200 active listeners at any one time during this podcast. You've you got the Australian biggest music countdown going on and people still would rather listen to us for some reason, even though we're both spe- uh, sounding dulcet thanks to our producer, John. And on that note, I really should give a, a quick shout-out to Peter Donaghy, who's not listening, um, because he, <laughs> he told us to, uh, quote... Shove our, shove, our, um, shove our podcast up our ass because we changed the date. Yeah, well, we didn't do it. We could have done it yesterday. We he could said, have done it yesterday. Why not you doing it yesterday? Said, well, because the, Cause the countdown wasn't on yesterday. We, we and the countdown wasn't on yesterday because the, the Triple J changed their countdown. And, look, you know, ultimately this isn't a... We're not virtue signalling, ladies and gentlemen. We're just talking about beer. Exactly. Now, okay, on a, on a so how far are we from the uh, next one, Prof? We're really well, in well and truly... Four minutes now. Four minutes, is it? Oh, one minute, one minute, sorry. Uh, one minute, one yeah, minute I'll take your next result announced at 3.50, so um, it's the same 10 people commenting here that comment everywhere in this track, craft beer, beer scene, right, James Davidson. Well, James would know. Well, you're the 11th, <laughs> yep, peanut. Um, but I shout out to James, thank you very much for um, uh, retweeting my... Um, uh, yeah, I may have said something along the lines of, um, if you get on this podcast, and if you, if I, if while we're doing this live podcast, you piss and moan <laughs> because your favourite beer, which is a bloody single batch seasonal, just and, and just just apropos of that, um, yeah. Molten Lead, who has uh, weighed in with some fairly uh, sort of uh, forthright comments uh, during the day, has has come out with the with the comment of the uh, day so far. I'm just here to complain about the fact that the results don't correlate with my own votes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think that's what it is. And, you know, and that, that, that's great. I mean, that's sort of, uh, exactly how I think it is for a lot of people. And on that note, the number eight beer has just been announced, which is... Kaiju Crush. Kaiju Crush. So, again, like a, I mean, well, it, it certainly got a big distribution these days. I spoke to um, Nat and Callum uh, at a masterclass at... I'm going to say, it might have been at the Ballarat Beer Festival. It might have actually been at the uh, Ballarat Beer Festival degustation dinner the night before. Um, and he was on the record quite, as saying, quote, I will never brew a beer under 7.5%. And he said, no, Prof. He said, no, I never said that. I said, <laughs> I said I'd never We're brew a beer under 7.9%. <laughs> We're going to have to start running a list of all the things. Well, no, I never said Speaking that. Speaking to him just last week, Kaiju Crush is now something like 80% of their output. Wow. So that, that shows how, for all the hype about hops, uh, about all the narrative around craft is what mainstream is not. So we, we want to we go, when they go, when they zig, we want to zag. When they go, or we'll try and dumb everything down and, and plane you know, at the edges, we want to go big hops and we want to go big flavours and all that sort of stuff. So um, it shows that uh, and Moondog, Moondog was a similar sort of thing. You, you think of all their early beers, it was all, you know, Henry's Girth, some Ford, it was all yeah, Black yeah, yeah, Lung, yeah. it was all the weird, wild and wonderful. But now it's Beer Can and Old Mate. Um, for Kaiju, it, it's Crush. Crush is, as I often say, you know, day per night and beautifully um, put it into perspective, you've got your hero beers and then you've got your horsepower beers. So your hero beer might be your flagship or it might be the beer that started it all or it might be the beer that, that generates the most hype. But at the end of the day, the one that gets the till ticking 
is the one that allows you to make those, those specialty beers. So great to see Kaiju Crush, who, looking at my notes, is up two places. So just great cracked the top ten last year. From Judd Owen, who Judd, hopefully I'm brewed, crude and bitter, is... I don't know. No, okay. Um, he's, he's listening. So Clarify uh, that for us, Judd, please. Clarify uh, that for us. But Jaded Drinker in the comments, um, I'm not sure that many Australian producers really understand Neepers. Um, just, if you wouldn't mind, if you're still listening, just pop a few more comments in about that, about, just to explain exactly what you mean about that. But in the meantime... I reckon what he means is, just quickly on that before we throw to our special guest, because um, I really want to kind of also wait another couple of minutes... Um, and just pat it out a bit because <laughs> I want to cover this. Um, there are a lot of neepers being made. I won't say brewed because they're being made to be cloudy rather than letting the cloudiness be a come function as of a the flavor. result yes, of absolutely. the process of brewing a neeper particularly and specifically and properly. Yep. So for me, I think there's a lot of hashtag me too. There's a lot of, oh, they've got a neeper, I've got to get a neeper. So uh, how do we do it? I oh, know. I think we make a beer and then we add chicken stock, or <laughs> you know, beef bone broth, or um, uh, milk protein. Oh no, what, what was it? Uh, apple pectin, flour, or you know, God knows what. So I think, oh. yeah, I think that's part. I, I think that's part of it. And I think that's what Judd's getting at is that if you make a, if you craft a neeper. No, no, sorry, that was um, Jaded Drinker who said oh, that. Oh, sorry, Judd, who just described himself as a hum, uh, humble. Crafty pint drone these days. Really have to admire how cra- how Kaju have managed to get consistently fresh cans of Crush into the supermarket bottle shops. Uh, every can I've seen has been within six weeks old, and I actually think the uh, um, credit for that needs to not just go to Kaju, but also go to uh, the, the, the supermarkets who have really upped their game when it comes to how they buy. Couldn't agree more, Matt. Um, anyway, Prof, uh, we've just had, had, had a couple of people sort of wander in I'll tell and you what uh, When you don't snib the door, <laughs> anyone will just wander in. But uh, given that they are technically our, our um, you know, mine host for the day, we should give a very warm welcome and a thank you for having us, not for having us, but for having us back. Because we often get invited out. We rarely get invited back. Um, Bolter, head brewer, Scotty Hargrave. G'day, Scotty. Hey fellas, how you doing? Thanks for having us. No oh no, Thanks thank for you for having us. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a bit reciprocal, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and Sterling Howland. Mate, thanks for coming along. G'day, thank you. Sterling is still one of our, I think one of our top ten trafficked uh, podcast guests. Yeah. For, for our regular beers of conversation. Oh, so so do I get a plaque? We're into, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, like into a plaque. Guest, we're into guest trafficking now. <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get you a shirt um, or a bar blade. Yeah. Uh, we, we do have merch. But uh, yeah, no, so guys, thank you very much for having us today. And uh, how are you guys feeling about the results so far? Obviously, XPA. Um, and, and you guys can confirm that we locked this in well before Christmas coming. You know, we, we begged to uh, be allowed back um, after our behaviour last year. <laughs> Um, so you know that we there was no voting um, done, um, but how are you guys feeling about the results so far? And uh, what's your tip? Um, we've either done sorry, we've either done really, really well or really, really badly. We've either stuffed this entire thing up, and people hate the other three beers that are left, um, or, or they've gone all right. I think. Yeah, my, my, my tip was going to be stay out of the sun if you're drinking strong beer. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we've, we've, you know, for us personally, we've had a couple of great results so far. It's great to see uh, Captain Sensible crack the top 20. Um, 
Which I still haven't had. Yeah. I, I told Sterling when I walked in about three hours ago that Where I'm only, only going to drink, drink Captain Sensible till after the podcast. You haven't and had one yet. Have have <laughs> Does it show? You've asked five <laughs> times. Not at all. Someone said something else and you go, no, I'll have that, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiled for choice, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. So, Sterling, I'd love to get a, a, an idea... Um, from you, from because you look after the the marketing. Uh, I guess you're the um, the brains behind. I guess that the ethos or the philosophy that is that is Bolter. Um, and in many ways, I guess you're the one who keeps it from becoming a lifestyle brand or becoming. It's just about the owners, or it's just about you know that sense of place and that sort of thing. It's all just no. It's just about enjoyment. It's just about making good beer. How did you guys go about? Um, what was your strategy for? I guess promoting uh, the hottest 100. Yeah, and yeah. Support. We, you know, this year's campaigns by all the different breweries is pretty crazy. And do, um, do you keep an eye on? Like, do you kind of? Oh, you see it because you follow them yeah. on your social media and stuff. And um, you know, because we're fans of all these breweries as well. So it's sort of you, you're constantly seeing what everyone's doing all the time. You know, when we started this brewery, our whole thing was we weren't going to build it on a couple of pro surfers. We wanted to build it on good beer and. Um, the way we approach sort of this campaign for the Hottest 100 is the same. Um, you know, we've got a, a big social media community and we've got a really unreal Bolter community that we, we treasure. And I think um, for us, our biggest sort of focus going forward was not to bombard their feeds that they've trusted us with, with a bunch of vote for us now spam. And we threw a few sort of posts out there, but we just tried to keep it at fairly moderated because... People roll their eyes pretty quickly if you're taking advantage of them. So, we, you know, we built that community on trust, and we didn't want to break that trust by, you know, being vote now crazies. So yeah, and, yeah. and look, most most breweries suffer from second year syndrome, um, but the hottest 100 almost seems to be the reverse of that. It's it's very rare that somebody will peak, or you know, say uh, uh, start off in the top ten and then not move up again the next year. It's 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 usually the way it goes so you guys debuted at number four in 2016 and then the number one last year so the only way is down oh i know it's it's going to be a really shit (laughs) afternoon or a really good afternoon but um you can't actually do any better this year no we can't and but you know what if there's three beers left and i'm not saying that they're going to be in that that last seven but um if they did that's a win whether you get the podium or not i think like three beers in the top 10 and five under 25 is a I think it's remarkable. It's nothing to sniff at. We knew we'd probably cannibalise ourselves a little bit having, uh, you know, we've got five hot forward beers in that range and then the Pilsner. Um, so we thought we might split the vote, but again, we didn't want to tell people how to vote. We didn't tell them to vote for XBA. We didn't tell them what to do because we haven't built this brand on telling them what to do. So um, we just let them go for it. So whatever happens, happens. And, mate, all we really care about is that people are actually voting in this poll and they're actually voting for good beer. And if you look at the 100 so far, there's been some cracking results in there for all different breweries over Australia. Look at your mates. I think they just came in at number 13, 13 yeah. which was yeah. a cracking result. effort and, and just shows how much they're connecting with their community up north. And um, I think that's really cool. That's a, that, to me, is a, is a win. You know, so. And it shows, too, that there, there's no cookie-cutter, um, I guess, program, you know, measure for success. You know, different size breweries, where you are, what your drinker you know, what, what makes them tick, what floats their boat, everyone's got to kind of market that little bit differently. So with you guys, you, you, you didn't need to um, necessarily, you know, like you say, bombard, but you also couldn't really afford to to bombard. 
No, that's right. And heck, we even um, we even we've got four email addresses that Bolter uses that are, as a oh Bolter yep, IPA seven again. Just had a chew in the background. About that. Yeah. <laughs> so Bolter IPA, there we go. Uh, so that's disappointing. No movement from last year. <laughs> what a lazy, no lazy little beer that <laughs> is, eh? No, not at all. Consistency's <laughs> everything. Oh. <laughs> Why are you joking, Scotty? <laughs> So the, the the bar staff are waving up towards the uh, the, the boardroom. That's so, five dollar uh, schooners downstairs. <laughs> that's yeah, why. That's so why really start to escalate real quick. I reckon. <laughs> no, no, no. When you when you say that, you you've brought us a couple of beers, and I'm hoping that you're not going to go all uh, Blues Brothers on us and sort of uh, well, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> you, you drank three hundred dollars okay. worth of beer. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm yeah. just going to go out and sign a check, and my brother <laughs> sort of. So, uh, mate, that, that's Bolton Scotty. That must be very exciting. So, where was um, IPA last year? Same, 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 same. same. number so, seven. Yeah. Oh, well, so you're really, if not consistent, and and consistency is a big thing of, that you uh, go for. We're no. talking off mic uh, about consistency and how much you sort of try and make sure that the beers are consistent. They have to be. Um, craft beer is at that point now where we have to be as consistent. We have to be. We have to show up every day, just like the big guys do. If if you could ever say one thing about big beer, it was that whether you liked it or not, it was consistent, day in day out. And we're at that point now too in the maturity of, of craft beer where we have to show up every day and we have to be, quality-wise, we have to be just as viable and, and, and just as reliable as multi-billion dollar, you know, multinational brewing companies. There Scott, is no excuse. Yeah, do you feel the pressure of, you know, having to brew, a, not just brewing a beer, but it's got to be the bloke who buys one in Dandenong today and then mm-hmm. buys one in Darwin tomorrow yep. ex- expects exactly the same beer? That's right. So is that, That's right. Is that like a good pressure... Yeah, um, I probably feel the pressure from myself more than anything else to make sure that's the case. There will always be, and the, and the whole the whole thing about craft beer, the whole reason for it, as far as I'm concerned, is is that you're using um, the best ingredients with the best intentions, with the best people, to get the best beer you can. You know, using the best techniques, everything you can do right, and there will be natural variations. You've always got to account for the fact that. Someone's got to grow your barley. Somebody's got to grow your hops, and and with with such big input ingredients, um, it actually takes a lot of passion from other people before those ingredients even get to us to use. And there's natural variation there. And what we at our scale have to do try to try very hard is is to keep everything together. And there will be very slight natural variations, and that's what makes the beer breathe. You know, that's that's what gives craft beer and good beer a pulse I think where, where when you mentioned cookie cutter before like when you think of cookie cutter beers I don't want our beers ever to be like a McDonald's meal you know that's going to be exactly the same blah 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 I want it to be as close as we can humanly get it because it's still not going to be perfect and it's that tiny little imperfection that gives the beer life and sparkle and mm. and, and 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 fills it out you know and makes it something that's real and tangible and more than just more fluff yep. I guess and from memory, you're a big supporter of uh, Barrett Burst and Malt? Yep. Yep. <laughs> also, also <laughs> proud sponsor of his life. Real good uh, segue, that. And Yakima Chief Hops. Yeah, we used a lot of both of those ingredients, yes. Scotty's heading, and you're heading over to Hop Harvest again this year? To, uh, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. That's, uh, Where are you heading to? Um, well, I'll be going over to Yakima. Oh, okay. Uh, so Yakima Chief Hops? Yep, yep. The Yakima Valley <laughs> in Washington's, uh, yeah, I'll let you say it. Also very proud supporters. <laughs> also no, proud Yakima, supporters. Yakima Chief Hops and Yakima Chief Ransom. Uh, ranches are, are very, uh, very cool people to be involved with. Um, you know, we don't get to make the beer we make without, uh, you know, their passion and commitment as well. 
And like as uh, some of your li- listeners would know, uh, Matt wrote me into doing an interview with uh, Will Tatchell, but uh, also with Jason Perrault yeah. earlier in the year. And at CBC at the Crown yeah, at, at the conference, and that that stitched together a bit of a friendship between uh, Jason and myself. And I actually got over there and and got to have uh, Jason's dad, Steve, cook me and my wife and. Uh, uh, Rich from Bentspoke and um, you know and uh, the, the Bintani guys, uh, you know Bison Burgers, and and they were just ecstatic that that I'd showed up. And, and we're not talking like um, buffalo wings here. We're talking no actual bison, bison, those burgers. great big yeah. things, you know that the Cowboys used to try and get, well, often got stampeded. By. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, but but being over there and speaking and and seeing those guys in um, their farms, one of my sort of favourite brewing moments I think to date so far was jumping in the back of Jason's ute at sundown and going through his experimental plots with him. You know, hops that have numbers still and, and codes and this one's four or five years off from knowing whether it's a mutt or not. And, and you know, just being allowed into that, in, into that world um, was something pretty special for me. And they really appreciate the fact that we made the trouble to go over there. You know, and, and moving forward, it's very... Very important um, for Bolter and, and for me personally and professionally to, to maintain and, and continue those relationships. Not surprising that you and Jason get along well because I think the one thing about that I love about the two of you is that you... It, it's not that you keep your cl- cards close to your chest. It's just that you're very level, sort of like nothing... It, you, your persona is that nothing ever phases you. At, at what point during the year do you kind of... Does the sphincter pucker just a little bit tighter... <laughs> When it comes to oh, oh, Dave, look, the, Dave. the hottest 100s coming up, yeah. when, when do you start thinking about it as a brewer? Because at the end of the day, we all love kudos. We all love recognition. Yep. We, at the end of the day, we're all of us making a fairly same product, mm. different labelling, different package sizes, different distribution, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just a drink that's to make people happy. Yep, exactly. At what point, though, when the kudos comes along in some in a form like the the hottest 100 do you start just getting just a little bit antsy uh yeah a, a little bit but but i guess my thing and everyone's probably sick of hearing me say you know if we put our heads down and bums up and do the best we can that's all we can do we know we make great beer i'm i've been lucky enough to have been in this industry for a decade now and have managed to you know be lucky enough to have a bunch of gongs along the way and it seems to be it's a I don't know whose quote it is but it's certainly not mine the idea that the harder you work the luckier you get I think is is very true but it's also being um, true to your passion and and true to you know having the doing what you do and doing it for the right reasons helps a lot yep it's really hard some days to get up and come in here when you've already done 60 hours but you know the beer the beer is my master you know I'm they call me brewmaster here, but the beer is my master. So, apart from my darling wife, she's a real boss. So that's where the that's where things get get scary. You watch yourself, mate. Watch no, yourself. No, it's, it's all Nick's good. Listening. She's uh, and you know, there's a bunch of people in the industry who who know my wife, and uh, and a lot of fans and drinkers out there. I just want to say, if you really enjoy. Any of the beers I've made in the last decade, she's the yeah. person you need to thank the most for. 100%. I'd like to say she's the matriarch of our business and she, if it wasn't for her giving Scotty a good kick in the ass to say, hey, mate, you can build a brewery of your dreams with a bunch of blokes who love good beer, you're nuts if you don't take it. You know, she, um, she not was Not only right nuts, there. but you're going to get your head punched in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even though she's not probably listening, she probably does have a name. 
Oh, Nicole. Oh, Nicole. I did Sorry. mention that earlier. Yep. Sorry. My <laughs> darling wife, Nicole, who's on her way up here. So. We love her. She's the most amazing woman. And she's, you know, she's allowed Scotty to sit here at hours that are unhuman. Yeah. And, um, and brew our beer. So we couldn't have done it without Nick. And look, and that really, I guess, puts it into perspective. It's not, it's not, we often shit can, you know, the big house for, you know, we don't have brewers, you have a bloke who, you know, presses a button and mm. somewhere two blocks away, half, you know, three days later, beer is produced <laughs> and, and roboted onto a truck and it's, it's not even touched until it sort of, you know, gets the unloaded at the bottle shop. Um, but at the end of the day, brewing really is, you know, for all the handcrafted, it is still very hands-on but it's also very much that family sort of aspect. You're only, you know... It has to be because this is, this is such hard work and so intense at times. Whether it's Stills with his marketing campaigns and branding, whether it's myself with the brew house and all the beers, whether it's um, you know and our CEO as are our operations manager, Pete, our head of sales, and all their teams. Like it is, you don't because you've you, all you've all got to work for the same cause. But at the end of the day, you've be. all got very different. That's competing, right. uh, you know, sort of... Yeah, uh, there, is, there is conflict at times, but, but it's the overall, you know. It's like we're a giant ant colony, I suppose. And, and as, you know, as Stills is saying, without not just my wife, but Stills and Ants and Nazas and Pete's and Andy's and everybody else, all the, all the, all the men and women who make up Bolter, it is... You, you actually do need... You, you just can't sort of do this if you, if you really care about it. Michael Cameron from Pirate Life, the first year they debuted and, and did particularly well, the following day mm. received 250 emails with sales inquiries. Yep. Mm. Last year, Sterls, and I, I'm very keen to get the two, <laughs> whether or not the, the reactions were the same, yeah. but so last year, uh, Bolter went from four to number one. It was mental. Like, seriously, we, we already struggled to keep oh, up making... Got, uh, I think... Uh, just about, yeah, about 30 seconds off, but that's all right. You can go off early. There no, no, it's up. Uh, it number now. six, bolted I, double IPA, number six. Oh, there you go. There you go, just from the chat room. Thank you, chat room. <laughs> double IPA on number six. That's, so seven uh, and six. Six and okay. seven. There goes the crowd. $5 schooners of that's not going to end well. <laughs> we actually well. say that? I've made a promise. You've got to keep this. Okay, so anyone who's listening who may actually be here, like, take my tip, don't drink it out in the sun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And don't bring any up here until we're off mic. Well done, guys. Okay, so not only... So last year, you had to brew a shitload of extra XPA. Yep. This year, you're going to have to go some more IPA and the double IPA. And the double IPA is a new entry, so didn't didn't even... Crack yeah. a spot last year. Yeah, well, we hadn't brewed it till oh, like I, I'd I'd been brewing it on the pilot system for a while, but um, the first one I brewed last year I think was in late January. So this time last year we hadn't brewed it here yet. Yeah, we'd only done it on the pilot. So uh, yeah, just let me interrupt very quickly because we've still got to get you uh, a plane ticket home, Prof. And uh, the man who can help us do that <laughs> is uh, David Cryer from uh, Crymalt. David, uh, thank you very much for holding on the line. <laughs> No problem at all, Matt. Thanks for having me on your uh, show here. Oh, mate, thank you for yeah, making no it possible. Oh, pleasure. Just seeing that list, seeing all those uh, the breweries and seeing there's so many of them that it wouldn't have been around maybe 10 years ago to see such a, a broad range of names and beer styles. It's fantastic. Mate, isn't it exciting? And, and 
we, we mirror this over in New Zealand. So there's a hottest 100 uh, uh, craft beers in New Zealand. Is that getting much traction over there? It, it is getting traction, but um, I, dare I say, not as much as what you're creating here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can work on that. <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, Scotty, you're there, mate. Congratulations. You look like you're making a good showing there again. Thank I you, think. Dave. Much appreciated, mate. Couldn't do without all your wonderful malt. Well, we, we were talking... <laughs> How's that, Pete? How's oh, that, mate? Look, seamless. I'm getting better. But not only that, but you use Yakima Chief hops as well, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, as yep. we talked about, David. So, uh, um, mate, so, David, are there any surprises in the list or any uh, that, uh, trends that you're noticing over uh, across the Dutch? No, I think it's um, IPA still rule the roost and um, it's that diversification of that, that sort of that segment into sub-brands, I suppose, with brute and various things. And the, I suppose the, the Neepers have been a bit slow coming our way, but they're, they're starting to pick up. I'm seeing more of them. So I think it's that continuing diversification. It's not going to really stop. The IPA category is, is still king and will continue to be. Now, have you seen, one of the things that Prof and I have talked about over the last couple of years is trying to look at you know, if we can get any stats out of uh, ingredient suppliers to find out how their mix of ingredients changes um, to reflect changing beer styles. Have you noticed much uh, change in the types of malts that brewers are ordering and whether that's translating into the styles? You know, are, are we seeing more modified malts? Are we seeing paler malts? Have you seen anything along those lines? Oh, probably the, the the biggest trend is just uh, I think the continued move to local by the brewers. Um, local ingredients are getting to be a, a bigger percentage of our sales. That's what we're noticing the most, and that's that's the trend in the breweries too, isn't it? It's it's the that continued move to hyper localization continues and and will continue. So we're seeing a lot of local ingredients being bought. Uh, Pilsner malts picking up a little bit. Yes, definitely. That's coming out of America. We're seeing more of that. David, uh, recently you had the um, the border malt series, which was really, uh, I guess, what you're talking about there, which really touched on growing the malt locally, uh, sourcing it locally, malting it locally, and then it's used by by local brewers. So all about that kind of, um, I guess, appreciating what you have in your own backyard, but also you know reducing the carbon footprint and food miles and, and all those sorts of things. Are there plans to to, to perhaps increase that? Yes, there are. We're looking at other other areas of Australia where we can um, do a similar sort of rollout because that's that's what the brewers want. I think it's also what the public want. You know, they all obviously they read the back of the labels and they, and they see what's going into beer and they they they, they want to see more local. So, yep, we need to respond. We as suppliers, we need to be able to provide the brewers with the raw material to do what they need to do. Question to in the chat room. That demand. Question in the chat room, David. Uh, have sales of lactose increased? <laughs> with all of these dessert and pastry stouts, and is it <laughs> not something we do a lot in that area? To be honest, yeah. Have, have sales of hops that sales of plain flour increased with the uh, with the uh, emergence of Nipahs? <laughs> Hell of a lot of uh, yeah. The, the adjunct side of things has picked up a lot of um, things like rolled wheat rolled oats, those sort of ingredients, we, we've seen a, a dramatic increase in those. So, yeah, and that's that, that NEPA demand creating that. 
and some, some cracking versions of that being made now. So it's, it's really good. I expect that will continue. Absolutely. And they're certainly uh, coming through in the Hottest 100. Well, David, thank you very much for joining us uh, you know, uh, live from New Zealand. And uh, particularly, thank you very much for giving us the resources to get this podcast out. It's a, it's a big effort on our part, but it's only made possible with uh, thanks to Cry Malt, Barrett Burston and uh, Yakima Chiefs. Yeah, well, thank you. We, we love being involved. And congratulations to all the winners and um, the guys who are going to be... Uh, coming out in the next wee while. Terrific. Well done to all of you. Just on that, David, the last check hasn't cleared yet. So at the moment, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here in, on the Gold Coast, but I could be walking home. So if you could, if you could just look into that, that'd be great. If worse comes to worse, you can no come home Byron mate. with us, mate. You'll be, <laughs> be right. Hey, Dave, I just, can I just jump in for a sec? Um, just funny, on the NEPA thing, that um, uh, we accidentally got a, a pallet of raw wheat off uh, Cryers about halfway through the year that I didn't ask for. So I think they're just trying to... I think they're just trying to lean on us, you know. Like, just trying to... Like, <clears throat> Scotty, come on, you haven't made one of these yet. Um, if you do it, they could help quite a lot. So, But, uh, yeah, it's all right, Dave. What I don't use, I'll send back. Or we'll make porridge with it anyway. It'll be good. Cheers, Scotty. Cheers, bud. Talk to you, you soon. Thanks, David Cryer. Thanks for joining Bye. us. No worries. All right. Well, we are but minutes away. I think we've got uh, yeah, three minutes until the announcement of the number five beer. Um, Scotty, we talked before and, and Sterling has, has uh, been forced to leave us because I don't think, well, he certainly wasn't expecting uh, Bolter to pop in at number six and number seven, uh, not ten minutes after he agreed and to, announced yeah, five dollar to the bar that it'd be five dollar schooners of any any bolted beers that turn up in the top ten. Uh, so he's gone down there now to just uh, put a chain on the cash register. I think. Um, what do you what do you, what are you um, most proud of? I guess like for me the double IPA is, and I'm, I'm uh, not an avowed non fan, but mm-hmm. it's it's not my go to style. But for me. The Hawker's Double IPA and the Bolter Double IPA are two that, for me, a are dangerously drinkable because you you hide the booziness really yeah. well. But it, it's just to me, it just it sets off something in my synapses that that is that's balance. Like yep. it, it just says that this is what I'm talking. This is what I try to explain to people. That, you know, you can have something that's big and hoppy, but you've got to have just that right uh, both malt. Balance, but also the the choice of mould yep. to just let everything sing in harmony. Oh, ab- absolutely! Like when I was designing this beer originally, I did it on the pilot, and I made like a super big aggressive one just to see, uh, just to see. This is like te- teaching. You, sometimes you got to let your kids break the boundary so that they know where the limitation is. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was like, all right, how how big a beer can I squeeze out of the pilot initially, and and what's it look like, and knowing that I was going to make a couple of different iterations of it, you know. And the, but the idea for me about a double IPA, you know, people talk about a double IPA about how drinkable it is and they're surprised. And it's like, but I thought the idea was to make all beer relatively drinkable, you know, not not to make it as harsh and unpalatable as possible because I don't, I don't know where there's a win for anybody in that. It's well, like well, making ha- something for no decent reason. Has and there been a little bit of a... An arms race to see who can pack the the, the most perceived IBUs or to make yeah. you know, the most pellet shredding yeah. pop monster. Oh, totally. rather than totally. But yeah. I mean, when you go back to 1966 or something, and Jimi Hendrix was shredding strats and Marshall cabinets, 
people were wondering who this alien is, but what he was actually doing was establishing at his time the, the boundaries of, of rock music and guitar playing and showmanship and all this sort of stuff. And now that seems relatively tame by comparison, you know, so there's always got to be some way of pushing out. But, you know, when, when it came to our double IPA, I, I didn't want to turn people away with it because we know that we are lucky enough to have an audience when, when, when you know, when we address our audience they they there's people there that are listening and care about what we say so you know we we take a, a bit of responsibility um with that we you know we we've, we're quite serious about making sure that that we've got people as Stirls would say have allowed us into their into their consciousness or into their hearts or or whatever um and no, just uh, sorry to interrupt, Scotty, but yep. number five has just been announced, which is the Bridge Road Brewers Beechworth Pale Ale. Isn't that oh, awesome, awesome to see? Awesome, Benny. Isn't, yeah, Benny it's, not even, it's yeah. not even flagship February. I know. And bang. So that, that, to me, is probably no offence to any other brewers who have already made it into the top ten, but that means a lot more to me, I think, than, than some of the, the other beers that you almost expect to be there. That I expect to be there, and it... Almost never is. I yeah. almost wonder where it comes from, you know, because Ben, you know, it, Ben's got a really active media list. He does a email um, from time to time, but I, I but can't he also possibly does suffer a little bit from. He's got the Mayday Hills range. He's got a a, a, a really strong, you know, like a seasonal in terms of Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'd be voting the for the range. And the saison is just a, a absolute gold mm. standard. And for the first four or five polls, was there in the in the top five, the the, the Bridge Road, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Chevalier Saison. Saison is really kind of, and I noticed you, got, you guys have got one here at the tap room, but it's one of those ones that if something's got to go, Hawkers have, have dropped theirs from a, a regular, a core range to okay. to a seasonal. Yeah. Um, but a lot of others have just sort of, nah, it's just, it's not what, where Too people's hard. pellets are at. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I know, I... I, um, ben was in Byron um, a couple of weeks before Christmas, so we got to catch up and have a beer at the rails and had a chat. And seeing, seeing the pale ale at number five, um, I can't speak for Ben, but I would think that will benefit uh, he and his business and his brewers and the whole Bridge Roads, uh, you know, the, the whole family, a lot more than any of the other beers. You yeah, know, um, by just by the sheer weight of, of being right up there, which is means you know those guys have to probably start brewing more of it right now. Because the other right. thing too is that's one beer that most Bridge Road fans will tell you hasn't changed demonstrably from the the day he brewed it. He no. may be you know using new hops that weren't available back then, but yep. essentially the 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 essence, the soul of that beer hasn't changed. Yeah, the last one I had was probably eighteen months ago. I'll be quite honest, and I actually texted him, went, "Mate, I haven't had this beer for a while, and it's bloody awesome." Um, James Davidson in the chat room. Krauss has been pushing hard to campaign for votes locally. He even uses the local Facebook community groups in Beechworth to push for votes. Good on him. You know, the thing is, it's a very strong local campaign. But yeah. you know, still you need to pe- get gotta, people gotta to utilise your fan base. And at the end of the day, yeah, with you can't incentivise them. No, because that's illegal. No, that's but you, you can. But let them know that it's on. Let them know that it's halfway through. Let them know voting closes. You know, in yeah. two days' time or whatever. If you love what we do. And again, that's it's another it's another beer that's you know I mean it's a long way from the double IPA of ours, but mm. the same same basic premise. I can't speak for Ben, but but when I drink that beer, I think yeah, it's all about balance and and everything in its place and a, and a, a, a continuing sustained 
you know, you don't want these sorts of views to just be one-offs. Even with our double IPA, I, you know, we know, as I was saying before, we get to speak maybe to a wider audience. And the idea for me is let's show them what I think are really well-engineered and really well-balanced double IPAs because all I'm trying to do is make the beer that I want to drink. And if I'm happy with it, I guess it seems to be through my brewing and judging career that if, if I think a beer is really good, so will a bunch of other people, like a lot of other people. And, you know, I've got a... We as a business need to take advantage of that as well. And and that's what that beer is. That's a great drinking beer. Scotty, uh, comment in the uh, chat room that I'd really like your thoughts on. For me, too much crystal malt in many Australian IPA and double IPAs. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You, sometimes when you're thinking about a beer, when you're, when you're creating a beer, this is how it works for me anyway, is I'm trying to think of what that beer is going to present like six or eight weeks down the track. You know, long after... You know, it's been wrestled out of my arms and I can't control how it behaves anymore, you know. So you've got to do your absolute best while you've got it here and before you send your babies off into the world. And for me, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of those staling crystal malt characters uh, that tend to sort of show up as sort of fruitcake, Christmas cake sort of, sort of, sort of characters as the beers age and it can, tend, it can then mask that, that hop character and that balance, so... Ours is very much on a on a very lean base, and a lot of a lot of others are as well too. You know, it's very much like sort of a West Coast, almost San Diego sort of thing, where those guys started to strip it out. You know, a few years ago, get rid of too much crystal, or you know that that you don't need to use, you don't need to have your malt so jam packed because you're worried about scaring people with the hops because people are got they understand they the hops get, now. They get it. <laughs> they don't yeah. give a shit if it's going to blow their ears off now. You know, they like. So give it to them, you know. But for me, in a lot of ways, it's so that beer will be lean and dry enough so that because you've got a, a lot of alcohol and otherwise it, the potential is that the beer will collapse under its own weight, you know. And particularly with a beer that you're trying to keep fruity and summery and, you know, um, that, that's where double IPAs are for me. They're just an extension of an IPA not really to annihilate you in any, any sense. It's, for me, it's about engineering. Can I make an 8.5% eight eight, beer... That doesn't drink like that. That is is sort of delights you in its own way without just flat out punching you in the head. As Matt often says, it needs to be enjoyed rather yeah. than endured. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, exactly. You listen to me every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and, I, and take you know, notes. You know what they say: you throw enough shit, <laughs> some, eventually some of it will stick. <laughs> Even the broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly, <laughs> Scotty. Before we um, before we, we broke to to announce that uh, the Bridge Road Beechworth Pale Ale had come in at number five, we were talking about um, uh, musicians. Yep. Tell, so, who is the musician version of you as a brewer? Oh, jeez. Uh, Bit of Dave Grohl. Because I know, no, nah, because nah, I know who it is. Do I just want to, yeah, uh, possibly Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, oh, yeah, no, nah, it, it, it can't be a bass player. Oh right, I gotcha. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be a front man. No, no. But, but for me, you, you, you're the Paul Kelly of, of the Australian. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so yeah. because because you're a storyteller. Because you don't. Yeah. Just I was going to say because he are, makes gravy. Oh. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, so Ouch. you you. You don't necessarily just fade into the background, but you're also not up there seeking the limelight. No, you're a storyteller. Hopefully, the beer is that, and the the beer is its own hero. In some, if people go out and buy our beers, right, then the beer, I feel like it it needs to be there to help them have a great day. 
if that's where it really does its job. And if it if it smooths out the bumps of your day, then it's done its job. I think you know, like Cause, cause wow it, factor beers are fantastic. You know, yep. and I, I I love drinking them and trying them. And and like, there's a lot of those sorts of beers here on the tap room that that we don't release. That you got to come here and see that sort of stuff. But from a wider point of view, and you, we know that like to pay for all this stuff that we've done, we've got to be able to sell enough beer. You know, and but we've also got an audience who, who um, expect that expect well-engineered beer for want of a better word. They they expect it to have balance and 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 poise and be approachable and you know even as it is climbing into IPAs and double IPAs. You know, I made a tweak to the IPA about three months ago, and and Stirls just tells me like the reaction now on social media and stuff has been. People have responded to it very, very positively. And oh, no, no, not saying you've dumped it down. No, not at all. Not at all. But isn't that a, isn't that a funny thing? Because um, ours started off at like, a, it's at 70, 72 IBU and 6.8%. It's on the upper end of, of an IPA, you know. All I did was just, just change a couple of things because as the beer was starting to get some history, okay, well, this is what it looks like when it's two months, three months, four months old. And, and before that, I didn't have that. So, mate, you're not afraid also of, I guess, chaining yourself to our IPA can only be made within a Citra, Amarillo and Mosaic. Right. You're happy to, you know, we've got a shortage of this or, mate, I can't get you this or well, I've got a special on it. You're more than happy to say, well, actually, if I put a little bit more of yep. some Cascade in, that's how I can make up for the Centennial or yep. whatever it might be. And that's, that's I guess, where... M- for me, I suppose that's a big part of my job and the experience and the, the, the miles I've clocked up already, I suppose, is to be able to, to substitute stuff like that but also to, um, you know, to make sure that, um, you know, that, that the beer is the best expression of itself and, and you know, ag- again, going back to that, uh, the agricultural side of beer, the true heart and soul of it is that, you know, ingredients change year to year. Hop varieties change, you know. Now that I've been to, to Yakima and, and that's, you know, that's going to keep continuing, to be able to see the citra from this lot, the citra from that lot two miles up the road and see the, the huge differences in them also plays a part as well. Yeah. And you're probably yeah. aware that uh, Yakima Chief is a well, 100% <laughs> <Yes>. grower-owned <laughs> global network of family hop farms, known for their innovative products, including hey, cryo hops. You, you're they playing are. for the upgrade now, are you, Prof? <laughs> now, is this uh, for business class? Yeah. Question in the uh, chat room um, from uh, a young, just young a listener, Steve Jafaris. Uh-huh. Um, Prof, Matt, which beers would Scotty vote for in the hottest 100? He can't vote for his own, and they can't be in any particular order. And I'm definitely not fishing, by the way. Right. And while you, uh, we'll give you a little bit oh, of there we go. Perhaps we'll give four. you a little bit of thinking music while we announce that uh, Young Henry's Newtowner has been announced as number four. Would Young Henry's Newtowner be in your? Uh... Uh, not this year. No. Not okay. That's a bit of a surprise. Apparently. Uh, oh no! Sorry. Oh, in John, the, what uh, Steve was asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So I'm not surprised to see it at number four. John, it was, it was about cr- there last year. Do we have year, cricket soundtrack? It's <laughs> just a little bit awkward pause there. <laughs> so, yeah, so... They're great so, guys and they make great beer. Like, yeah. Who would you vote for? You're not allowed to vote for your own. Um, so just what, what, are the, what, are the, what are the five beers that just pop into your head that you've had in the last 12 months? They can be the new releases or they've been around 100 years. Yeah. You go, you know what, if I... Well, okay, um, Wildflower, as it were, is a, is a sensational saison. I really love what Tofa's doing down there. Um, 
we've talked for about 18 months or so since uh, we first sort of met each other about he wanted to come up here and brew Pilsner with me and stuff. So, and I said, that's fine, but you got to teach Matt me how to play I, with barrels. So, um, uh, November two years ago, mm-hmm. we were up at Wildflower. We had the Pilsner and it, oh. it was... And he stopped it. It was just mind-blowing. It was like a... Yeah, the barrel age one, was it? Yeah. 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 yeah I just that. showing how, how, yeah. how it could be done and it just... It, Broke all the rules and yep. in the, the and then he I think he put it through his bottling line so it's now infected it's a completely different beer if yeah. there's any of it left it, it it cannot be what what it was what it was back then mm. which is awesome in its own way all right so, so we've got Topher yeah um, so we got wildflower, wildflower um, yeah absolutely um, um, shooter McGavins from um, Feral the Gabs I think beer, the Feral Gabs beer yeah yeah um, you know. Will is probably the only 14-year-old brewer in the country, so he does an awesome job, especially when he, he makes, you know, beers from leftover breakfast cereal. And it's his mum, obviously, or his, his fiance his care, Bailey, probably. His carer, I think. <laughs> guardian. Yeah, his guardian. His supervisor said, all right, if you're not going to eat it, you're going to have to use it somehow. So he made a beer out of his Fruit Loops and Nutri-Grain, whatever. That and was we, pretty we good op- We often talk about yin and yang in the, in the beer world. That makes up for the Eurovision train wreck, <laughs> which was where they try to take a unique ingredient from each of the countries that competes in Eurovision and make a beer, and yeah. it, was, it was just a dog's breakfast. Yeah. So yeah. Shooter McGavin's was yeah. kind of the same principle, but worked. So it, it, it did. It shows how sometimes you just catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that's up there for sure. Um, Three more you've got to choose, Scotty. Uh, are they allowed to have been out here already? Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Any, just not yours. Um, I think ben, the, the caller ben was saying. Sprocket. Um, I love that beer. Yep. Uh, it's a great beer. Rich and Tracy and their crew do an awesome job down and there. And again, balance. Yep. Personified. Balance, absolutely. Yep. It's always been a really, really good beer. You got some big ass beers in there. Are you going to throw in a you know like? Well, you live at the beach. What are you going to drink on the something drinkable? <laughs> yeah. what, what are you going to drink See, out of the sun? <laughs> Look, I, yeah, well, I'll drink that under an umbrella. But <laughs> we only live about five hundred meters from the beach, so we can stumble home. If you must know. <laughs> um, what else? Um, gosh, gosh, there's been so many beers this year. I always, I always get a real kick out of uh, Modus Operandi Sonic IPA. Like yeah, that's that Sonic for rare. that that for for me is a beer that that just that is so reliable that beer like you, you're going to get the same you know you're going to get the same result out of that beer every time you have it I think and I it is pretty special. I really and applaud the fact that that beer is just yeah it's really super consistent and I love it and it did appear in the list fantastic and also and I don't know go. how it works out but it was another one of those beers where you get one and then the next beer announced is from the same brewery yeah. They'll come in little clumps. clustering. The uh, chat room have been calling it. Uh, oh, Sonic was at yeah. thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. There. Okay. Cool. Um, down eleven. It, it, admittedly. Right. Um, All right. You got one more. One I, don't, more. I don't think you've, you haven't cracked anything under seven percent yet, have you? Haven't I? <laughs> Dang. Um, Newbury Pilsner is always something. I don't know where it, where it is. Where it's I, I don't know. If, I, I haven't seen anything well, from. Got, is there anything from Tasmania? It's actually, got, it's only got three chances left to be the only Tasmanian beer oh, wow. for the fourth year in a nothing row. Nothing from Tasmania. Nothing. How is that possible? Nothing this year. Nothing last. Well, unless it's in the top three. Something is in the top three. Nothing last year. Oh, no. Nothing the year before. Nothing the year before. But you go back, and it was. You'd have four or five yeah. Mubru. So 
And this is this is the bit that I can't I can't Talk work out. Talk to me I, about move, two breweries. There, there's um, well, Tasmania. You would think Tasmania should like, be even the wind voting, voting block, but particularly yeah. when you've yeah. got Hobart Brewing Co. You've got the Shambles, Hobart's making some great Winston, uh, beers. Well, the, the, the Winston, beers. Um, they're um, Chris's pale ales down there. Beautiful beer, like yep. beautiful beers. You'd think that they would have a great local following. The other one that just has not <gasps> featured anywhere is the Orcas. internet in Tasmania yet. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> it's a little bit slow. The votes will come through in about a week. Maybe they're on um, the spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like that probe that's just gone past uh, the little planetoid past Pluto. It's sort of sending them in so slightly. But uh, yeah, um, I wasn't going to mention Hawkers, but Hawkers. Um, well, the, the chat notably, room has been uh, has been absent. lit up, and in fact, and somebody actually is, said that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, listen. So why, uh, why not? Because I mentioned the Hawkers double IPA yeah, in the yeah. same breath. You know, give me one or the other. What, what about... Uh, I'm a happy man. What was one of the others they did? One of their big stouts I thought would have probably well, so been now, their do they, do they suffer from... You've got the Imperial stout, then you've got the Barrel Eight, the Bourbon yeah, stout, then you've one, got the Aquavit. Yeah. Aquavit like, might have been the one I thought that so many would have popped up. Because even in the Aquavit series, there was then Aquavit with Peach, there was Aquavit uh, with yeah. uh, Blood Orange. Then there's... The um, the rover, yep. then there's the the core range, and then there's the seasonal. So, and uh, the the thing you speak to everyone about whether they over, you know under you know don't value or rate hawkers or absolutely love it. The consistent thing is, yeah, you know, like technically really really solid good beers, yeah, beautifully yeah. made beers. Yeah. But for some reason, there's something that's that's taking away that. I don't know. Yeah, you got me. I'm just a dumb brewer, mate. So. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, like, their brew house is, like, you know, the, the, when Marsden set that up, like, he's serious in his intent to, to you know, make fantastic beer. And I, and, I, know, he, you know, I know he's listening. I, I, know you, oh, I know you're listening. Hey, Marsden, how about you sponsor the site? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call him a swear word, but then I realised I better not do that. Yeah, no, we're live. Well, I don't know. Well... <laughs> You know whether whether between Cryer Malt, um, Barrett Burst, and, and um, uh, Yakima Chief Hops, I don't know whether there'd be room um, to fit Hawkers into, particularly to a, a Radio Brews News live event like this. But yeah, I, he cares about making good beer. Yeah, yeah. Publicly, he will say, "I don't care about these results." Yep. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We, we care. Cut, about we cut. We, we bleed. Well, it must hurt. Yeah. I mean, or, or, or it must, you know, like. Why? Yeah, because they don't do any more or any less social media. They don't. Yeah. They don't push for votes. They let everybody know that it's on. If you've had our beers and you like them, vote. Yeah. In the same way that twenty other breweries in the top yeah. fifty or so have done. So it's not. It's not like they're you know pushing people away. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to know. Maybe uh, they. It, it, it's a case of I may not want to go to the party, but I still want to be invited. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things you can sort of say you don't care about it, but you really do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, let's not, let's not, we probably need to let you go because there are three beers well, there are three left d- to go. Did you want to go down and celebrate? You've got either... There's a good old crowd down there. Well, like Mate, assuming... It is, it's um, full as a fat lady sock Well, uh, they probably are because they're all getting $5 double IPAs. <laughs> there's probably people actually getting book and plane tickets. And if you are trying to get up here in time, well, I think we're only open until nine. So. so is it all $5... IP, was it all, so all of the top ten beers Ultra were $5? IPA. What's the a- of ours IPA? Any of ours that have made the top hundred, I think, once they're announced, they're five bucks. Oh, really? I think so. So you, 
So you're basically giving away Captain Sensible. Well, that's okay. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. You're probably making money on that. <laughs> Jeez. Strong pale ale. Yeah, it's a break even. Um, but then the IPA and the double IPA. Oh, yeah, we're oh, in the, the toilet Pilsner, there. And the Pilsner at, uh, at 54. And they're changing a keg down there. So it's going to be very interesting to see. So three, three yet to come. And look, without giving too much away, the only three beers that were in the top three last year are yet to come up. Here we to go. They've, uh, yet no, to come up. They're, they're Sterling's down there refreshing. He's hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. So, Scotty, mm-hmm. no pressure uh, on you, mate. But uh, you're, either, you're either one, two or three, or you're 201. Ben spoke. Crankshaft. Okay, so there we go. Ben spoke number three. Well so done, Rich. You're not number three. Yep. Ben spoke crankshaft with the Ruplod. Number three. So the, we uh, might even well, get I think Rich. Uh, have I given you Rich's number? Nope. There okay. It, that's, they were three last year, yeah? That's fantastic for those guys. And I've got to, uh, yes, yes, I've got to give spot. them a shout out because they had, what, one, two, three. That's four in the top 20, is it, at least, of, mm. of Ben Spoke? That's, a, Barley that's Griffin, amazing. Red Nut, um, Sprocket, and now, um, and now Crankshaft. So, yeah. We're just about that's to not try bad. Four and in the get top, in the Rich top 20. on the line... Scotty, if you want to hang around, have a chat to join us chatting with So Richard. don't forget, listeners, yeah, sure. you can um, get on the chat line if you've got any questions or comments. Do you, do you want comments. his number? You got no, no, I got it. Not interested, not interested in listening to any flogs who go, oh, it's the same as last year, it's so boring. Because at the end of the day, you know, the tribe has spoken. Um, and it's interesting that for all the naysayers, mm. at the end of the day, if you're in the, you know, you look at Little Creatures Paler, which for the first six or seven years of the Hottest 100, never dropped out of the top five. But then once they sold to the big house, you know, this year, I think, what did they drop to into the 60s? Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the, the chat room's saying... It's still a great bit. So the beer oh, has not changed. hasn't changed. Yeah. That's right. But it does show how the Hottest 100 is all about the hottest beer. It's not about mm-hmm. the technically best beer. It's not about the, the, the award-winning beer. It's not about the, you know, the one that's truest to style. It's just the one that's... Just, I don't know. It captures know. the imagination. But the, the, exactly. look, the, the thing is, so like, number like three... The French, the French would say, I don't know what. Ben Spoke Crankshaft um, has been announced. The chat room has been saying for a while, since Young Henry's was announced, that the top three are going to be the same top three, and then they're debating about the order. Which well, Young, order Henry's, Young Henry's was also at number, number four, four last So Crankshaft year. was number three. Was number three this year. As the two beers that we year. haven't seen yet in the list are one and two. In no particular order. In no particular order. And since number three has been announced, Scott hasn't sat down. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so next, next year, next year maybe we'll try and do we'll try and do a video version. But Fairnigham, the man that I just pumped his tyres up before, saying he's also he, he was always so even keeled. He is fucking toey as a Roman sandal. Now, because we we are waiting all, all of a sudden. Sit down for that long usually. <laughs> well, you normally what, you normally you've brewed yep. a couple of thousand litres by you know yep. the time Roaming that we've around, had you making here. sure everything's happening the way it should. So. But I've got to say, and this is the, we we do have a great vantage point up here. But the just we often talk about you know what is it about crappy? What it's the people, oh, and you look totally. down there, and there's just there's a there's a buzz, and I'm looking down, and I'm seeing there are definitely people down there who are not craft beer nerds, right? There's no white socks with sandals. There's no, No. you know, scoopers and tickers and Oh, absolutely. Some of these people are far too attractive (laughs) to be craft beer fans. But there's a broad demographic here as well. You've got guys, you know, obviously there's a big queue at the bar because, you know, it's still $5 (laughs) beers. $5 schooners. Um, but but this is this is this is real life as real as it gets. This is not about, you know, um, hype. This is not about 
you know, get, getting the thing that everyone else hasn't got. Yeah. It's not about the, oh, I want to try this beer because it's only just come out and it's only going to be available for a limited time and mm. I need to be able to say that I didn't miss out. Yeah, yeah. We do get a bit of that in the tap room, but for the most part, we always thought we were building a community and, and building... We wanted to be an, an asset, you know, here in Corumbum. We, we didn't want to be to build a brewery and be, you know, this this little suburb's biggest pain in the arse. We wanted to be something to, that could actually add to the community and the humanity here. And, you know, and Just on that, Scott, really how, so how many of you sort of like your, your tourists, um, either local or uh, interstate or international... Mm-hmm. Versus the locals, uh, probably about fifty-fifty. I think a lot okay. of the time. Well, like we do, we do have locals that will come in on a Friday afternoon and have a beer, and we look after those guys and yep. and give them you know happy hour beers and whatnot. So you they find that because you're very off. much. We, yeah. we talk. Oh, we're on yeah. the Gold Coast, but yeah. I can look out seventeen different windows. I can't see the beach. Yeah, we're, we're kind of in an industrial area. Yep, we're um, only yeah a couple of kilometres from the beach, but you know we 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 are a destination. People seek us out, so. Um, yeah, you're not going. You're not going to drive. Happen to be driving down Traders Way in the industrial section of Corumbin, and not really. People yeah. are very uh, usually uh, that that they come here deliberately, really. You know, but having said that, yeah, it's the first person you bump into down there could either be from Corumbin, Tugan, Byron. It could be one of my family or one of <laughs> our guys, or it could be someone from Japan, Germany, Russia, US, wherever. You know, we we've got such a broad spread of people who want to come and see us and experience our beers and, and say good day and it's just wonderful, you know, that we... Matt, should we let Scotty... Scotty? I should go and get Mate, down we're there. We're about to find out because it's number two. Get down, um, there, get down there with your people. We're about to come down to number two and once we know number, number two, two, we're going to number one. Alrighty. Scotty, thank you very much for joining us. We haven't been able well, to get Richard, that, uh, Richard Watkins and there's a massive dark horse come from nowhere. So. Yeah, it could happen. I said that last year. You know, Scotty, thank you very much know. for joining us and thank you for hosting us and we will try and catch up with you once you've celebrated yep, uh, sure. or you know, once the... Uh, or cried a bit. Cried a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't cry about number two. Mate, no. there's no, a lot no. of stuff. There's a we lot of stuff. We are so grateful we get to do this every day. Once exactly. you share the response, yeah, there's so. a lot of stuff in life where it's you know it's winners are grinners and shit sandwich for second. But yeah. no, even here, right. first, second, third, as I anything in the top 100 should be should massively be applauded. Yeah. Stupidly yeah. proud. Yeah. Alrighty. Mate, thank you. All right. Okay. See ya. Oh, we, we've got Richard Watkins. <laughs> so Good Richard. luck, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Richard Watkins, Ben Spoke, Crankshaft, number three. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling top, um, you know, fantastic to be able to defend, uh, defend our position at number three. And, uh, you know, uh, thanks to everyone out there who really loves good beer. I mean, this, this day is just about beer, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. talking about beer. How good is that? <laughs> Mate, I have to ask, what happened to the continuous improvement program? <laughs> well, I think in, in terms of, uh, I think we've uh, nailed that really because um, if you have a look at, um, you know, Top twenty, we got twenty percent of the top three, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, yeah, five, five beers, four or five beers in the top twenty, and, and one just outside. So beautifully done. And Rich, you and I were um, speaking at the Ballarat Beer Festival um, to you know a hundred odd people, and 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 saying exactly what you just said then that it's not about who comes first or who comes second or, or which is better. It's just about celebrating the the passion that goes into producing a product. And, and turning up to work each day, you know, really wanting to do what you do. Absolutely. I mean, we're lucky enough to love what we do, you know. Like, it's what I say to people all the time. That, um, you know, we love what we do. We get up at 5 in the morning, we go to work, 
And, um, you know, if anyone puts me out there, just, um, you know, if you don't love what you do, go and find something you love doing because the, the, the joy you get out of life by loving what you do is, is you just can't put it into words. Now, isn't Richard the longest serving brewer still on the tools every day? Richard Watkins is Australia's longest serving continually brewing brewer. So 23 and a half, nearly 24 years. And people out there are saying, oh, but what about Chuck Hahn? Well, Chuck only has only recently, you know, like gone back to part-time brewing every, every now and then. Oh, but Eric Walters, he's been around since 1986. You know, it's 30-odd years. No, but Eric doesn't brew. Richard is the only one who still is on the tools. So there you go. We, we should yeah, get look, mate, I've set, I've set a little life goal um, that, you know, as long as I can walk up the brewery stairs, um, I'm going to keep from beer. It's what I love doing and, uh, you know, I feel like I uh, do it okay. So I just want to keep doing it. And uh, I want to just keep talking about beer. I mean, this day is all about beer and we just need more days that are all about beer. And then... Once we get that happening, it's just a um, you know it's just a, a groundswell of uh, people uh, getting into you know flavours and beer. Yep. And Rich, obviously there's a there's a great loyal following in the Canberra area. Um, Capital Brewing have, have done very well again this year. Oh, they've sort of really a- appeared, I should say, this year. You guys have, have improved on what you did last year. How do you guys go? I guess as a as a group, um, you know, garnering support from your from your um, your loyal punters. Oh, look, I'm really thankful for Capital Fracture acting up because, I mean, back when I started um, at the Wigan 10, we were the only brewery in Canberra and it was really hard to convince people to try something a bit different. I mean, we were actually only one of five breweries in Australia, six breweries in Australia. So um, the fact that Capital's opened up and they're spreading the word about good beer, I mean, we're spreading the word about good beer. I mean, at the end of the day, I sell more beer because they're around and they sell more beer because we're around. We're, we're all lifting the market together and at the end of the day, if we can lift that market, you know, even by as little as 1%, we both don't have enough stainless <laughs> to make the beer. So, you know, it's a crazy, crazy scenario, really. Sorry, Rich, we're just uh, we're seconds away from number two being announced and uh, the guys here at Bolter are hitting F5, refresh on the browser, um, like they're... Uh... Rich, if you, had to, if you had to pick one before it's announced, what would you, what, what would you think is number two and then number one? Oh, look, I think, you know, Boulder's doing amazing things and the fact that, you know, that's the recognition of three beers in the top ten. I mean, you know, that's uh, amazing. That's it's so just been announced. Stuff. Pacific uh, Ale is Rich, number two. Pacific Ale has come in at number two. So you unless, able to hear the, unless uh, Bolter XPA has come in at 201 and dropped 200 places, uh, it looks like the number four, the number three, the number two and the number one beer are the same as last year. Uh, isn't it? Well, when you... you know, I think, you know, here's the, here's the boulder and here's the stone and wood as well. I mean, they're, you know, they're the grandfathers of our industry. They started um, the whole craft beer thing in Australia back a long time ago. I mean, certainly the independent, independent craft beer thing. And, you know, they should be really proud of what they've achieved. And, and obviously, Bolts are coming online and um, really, you know, getting it in everyone's head and really talking about beer has been fantastic. We sell more beer because stone and wood's around. We sell more beer because Bolts is around. It is all about beer, and we should just celebrate beer. Yeah, uh, mate, I could not have put that any better myself. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. And I guess Canberra is almost a microcosm of the, the the bigger beer scene. Like you say, having capital, having um, um, uh, packed in the neighbourhood, sort of thing. It, it doesn't 
compete. It, it brings more people in because they, they sort of go, it's like, you know, when you have a wine region, um, the wineries are not necessarily competition with each other, but it brings busloads of people rather than, you know, somebody going to visit a, a, a winery. So in the same way... Well, I'd, like to, I'd like to go a little bit further than that. You know, like we've got 11% of the top 100 years this year in the ACT and we're probably only 2.5% of the Australia's population. I mean, I think that says that Canberrans know what quality is. They know what flavour is. And it's a big shout-out to everyone in Canberra for supporting, you know, beer, restaurants. We have the most restaurants per capita in Australia. It's, it's not a, you know, it, 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 it really does work. I mean, people in Canberra know what they're talking about in terms of flavour, and that relates straight through to the beer. And, you know, the capital guys are, are doing well because of it. Sam Spokes doing well because of it. Pack's doing well. Gearhouse is doing well. We've got a new one that's just started up called Wild Pony, and they're starting out okay. You know, so we've got a good little good little thing going on in the ACT, and, you know, the only thing I'll say is please don't tell anyone about it. We just don't want 100 million people here. Now, Rich, last year you guys were number three. Um, as you said, you've got a huge uh, result for the ACT. The local community is obviously getting behind the beer. Did your number three result in the Hottest 100, was your phone ringing on the Monday morning or the Tuesday morning when everyone went back to work? Oh, look, there's no doubt that, you know, like this competition or this, poll, um, whether you you know you talk about quality in the poll, you talk about popularity in the poll, however you want to spin it, it does make a difference. It, it gets your name out there. People are talking about this poll. They want to go out and try all the beers in the poll. There's so many people out there that, that actually want to go and get the 100 beers. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, it is all about talking about beer. And we certainly sell more beer because of this poll. There's no question about it. I'm not going to lie or you know, weave it any other way. We definitely sell more beer to the poll, but it's not the end to being an end all of, of everything um, beer. There's certainly, um, you know, lots of other ways you can go about selling beer, but, but it certainly is a fantastic day. But, you know, it is a, it's a day about beer. We don't have any other day in the year about beer, so let's just celebrate, you know, celebrate this day. And, and what's happening at uh, Ben Spoke today? We, we've dragged you out. You've uh, just found out that you were number three. Was there a bit of celebration and fist pumping going on down there? And is there a good crowd in wanting uh, to help celebrate? Yeah, we've got a few out of the front, so we're, you know, we're pretty cool. Um, we're, uh, you know, we've got heaps of passionate people down here all drinking French shops at the moment. It's, um, you know, it's fantastic to see. I've uh, got a little tear in my eye at the moment. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm aware to have that. You know, it's pretty special. Um, you know, everyone else who's, um, um, you know, all the other breweries out there who have featured in in these uh, in this top hundred should be also be really proud. There's a lot of new ones out there, which is fantastic to see. Um, you know, a lot of independence is a big thing. It's, it's clearly a big thing with, with what the what the results have that come come forward. So. Um, I think um, that's really a, a good step in for our um, brewing industry. And just before we let you go, um, Steve Jeffers, who's been following on uh, our chat and uh, joining in the chat room, pointed out that you got your first Hottest 100 result when still at the Wigan Pen. Had, it must have been a, a sad moment seeing it up for sale uh, late last year and uh, potentially closing, or if it hasn't already closed, I think it did close. Yeah, it's unfortunately shut down at the moment. They're looking for someone to take it over. Um, it is really a shame that, um, you know, one of Australia's first small breweries had to shut. Um, and, you know, it does 
not sit with me very well. Um, I did try and have a look at, um, you know, potentially having a look at it, but um, just didn't stack up. And we've got a lot of other things going on, and probably don't have any more time to complicate my life anymore. Um, a bit unfortunate. But I mean, I guess the takeaway line for me, is, and everyone's asking me this a hundred times, is that the thing I take away from the weekend ten is it taught me so much. Um, but it taught me one really clever thing, and that is just because you own a business doesn't mean you're a businessman. And I think that's something that I've really handed on, because I'm not a businessman. Um, I can make beer, but I'm not a businessman. So everything we've done, we've really um, you know, sought help from a business perspective um, and made sure that we're doing the right thing. Well, it was certainly a seminal for a young concreter by the name of Scott Hargraves, who any minute now may be... Uh, doing a bit of fist pumping himself. So uh, anyway, Richard, we'll let you get back to the, to the crowd in the background so you can celebrate. Congratulations on a, another terrific effort. And uh, Prof and I are going to be uh, heading down your way at some stage. We just need to lock in some dates, but we'd love to come by and uh, do a podcast uh, from Ben Spoke with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, let's plan that out because, you know, what? I'd, love to, I'd love to launch a beer when you do that. There you go. Oh. We've never actually launched. We've, it's not our bag, but uh, if there was a beer that we're going to launch, we'd be happy to uh, launch one with you. So. Hey, Rich, Rich, what are the chances it might be something like, a, I don't know, say a, a Professor's Pilsner or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to do that, Pete. Um, you've always um, promoted the, the Pilsner um, style very well, and uh, you, you love talking about it, um, even so much that you've named yourself after it. And uh, I'd love to... Love to I'd love to actually have you down and come and do a brew. When was the last time you guys actually came and did a brew? Uh, well, we've never done it because we always see uh, that as stone, a bit of a photo. Yeah, probably stone brew. Yeah, we see it as a bit of a photo op where you just sort of get a couple of journalists sort of standing beside, pressing, looking like they're doing something when they're really just sort of standing around watching the people who know what they're doing. I've actually, I've actually mucked out more, um, more mash tons than I have like done brews. I've been hands-on in breweries <laughs> but not actually, you know... Done the, the, the full process. But if, you, if you're inviting us down and you're going to put us to work, we'd uh, happily join you. Well, I think that'd be a great documentation of um, you guys actually doing it through from start to finish and us not doing anything. And <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll get our people in touch with your people and <laughs> see what we can organise. <laughs> If Gabs does a, um, you know, the, the rottenest 100 craft beers, um, yeah, ours might top that list. If you, if you just let, let us on the tools with, with no supervision whatsoever. But we'll, oh, we, we, we'll see we, how we, we go. Would never, we would never <laughs> want to break our record. We would never want to have our first duck. So um, I don't think we'd ever let our beer that we couldn't sell out of our brewery. No there worries. You go. Well, that sounds good. Well, Richard, give you some sort of confidence. <laughs> that, beautiful. In, in, enjoy your evening. Uh, congratulations, and uh, we will certainly follow up and uh, take up that offer. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks awesome, mate. All and uh, here's the beer, eh? It's all about beer. Exactly. Exactly. This is our, our takeaway for the for the day. Thanks, Rich, and well done again. Cheers. Cheers, mate. All right, Matt. We are a minute and a half We're away a and a half from away. announcing uh, the final. The, the the number one position uh, in the two thousand and uh, well it's, it's actually two thousand and eighteen isn't it because it's announced in two thousand nineteen it's a two thousand nineteen but it's the hottest beers of last year yeah, yeah. So, so I, I may have I may have two thousand and nineteen before but they've got the the, the selfie cameras uh, <laughs> the selfie cameras everyone's gotten getting to a high place so they can take a selfie of themselves. Um, <laughs> Standing there with the celebration in the background, 
And uh, it, Matt, I don't know. I don't know whether this is a sign that um, they've actually tapped out the keg of XPA. They're giving but the out staff cans. down there are handing out cans. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's they've run out of of uh, the keg stuff. Last year, they, or whether uh, it's this is for photo ops. When they announced the number one, they completely ran out of beer. I remember one walking minute. into the uh, in, into the cool the room, cool room. Um, and there were three, three kegs of XPA. And suddenly they announced number one, and they didn't have any beer to send out to market. So. Hopefully they're uh, that that a little bit better prepared this year, but um, I'm I'm a little bit surprised, Matt. I don't know about you, but like to have the top four in exactly the same position. Um, all right, we're going live down to the floor of Bolter. There's a countdown. We're pressing F5, one, big anticlimax. And it's going they, live now. There we go, there we number go. one, Bolter XPA, and uh, if you can hear that in the background. Lots of excitement. It is fair to come selfie city out there. It is. <laughs> but as I, and, and look, this and in this in microcosm, Matt. This is this is what I love about this shit. This is this is really what makes it all worthwhile. I'm a, Scotty Hargrave has just ruined the overhead projector system. <laughs> he's just done a rather than a shoey. He's now, done a, a showery. Well, well, Scotty was sitting here before. He didn't notice, but I had my uh, I phone out that. and I was filming was his knees tapping his and he's picking and his fingers. And I'm just wondering whether I should post it with without his permission to Facebook. Oh, I don't think he'd mind uh, because he was he's celebrating. He's excited. And uh, actually, someone that we might celebrate celebrate with because everyone else is going to be tied up. Um, we uh, have got a, a special guest has just phoned in um, from uh, from the US, um, who again is going to help Prof get back to Melbourne. Oh, okay. um, but Ryan Hopkins uh, from Yakima Chief. Oh, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> he's phoned in to uh, congratulate Scotty, who unfortunately isn't here. Uh, but uh, Ryan, con- thank you very much for uh, for giving us a call. Hey, hey, how are you doing? Very, very well. Um, mate, I'm not sure if you heard the uh, kerfuffle in the background, but Bolter XBA has just been named uh, the, the number one hottest beer in Australia, and I believe that it might use um, some Yakima Chief hops. It sure does. It uses quite a few Yakima Chief hops, and uh, <laughs> that's, fan- that's fantastic news. As I know, uh, Scotty's uh, winning that last year was a big moment for him. Um, I was there this fall visiting his brewery and, and this experience, what he experienced last year was a big, big moment. So I can only uh, imagine how big of a moment it is for him this year. It's, it, he's, he's up on the bar at the moment. He's uh, raising a can of Bolter. He, you, you know, as we've said a couple of times today, don't let anyone tell you that they don't care about the result because he could not be happier. Um, so he, he was on uh, air with us a little bit earlier. He's already planning his trip over uh, to choose hops with you and Jason uh, a little bit later this year. And uh, we're actually hoping that Pete and I might be able to get over and do a little bit of uh, live broadcasting from uh, the Yakima Valley and see some of these great Yakima Chief hops. Yeah, you're absolutely invited. Uh, it does make a, a great impact on beer. Um, Scotty said that a number of times. Uh, Richard Watkins has mentioned that a number of times. I know he had a lot of beers there in the the top 10, top 20. He was number so, three. Is, is he uh, a, a customer of yours as well? There you go. Yeah, Rich, Rich was out there with um, Ryan... Yeah, and, uh, Jason and uh, and and Scotty last year. Ryan, I'm sure you're, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, Yakima Chief is a hundred percent grower-owned <laughs> global network of family hop farms known for their innovative products. Um, it must give you a really great sense of um, like it, 
it's more than just a, a supplier-customer relationship. Um, I, got, I was lucky enough to speak to Jason Perrault when he was out in Australia, uh, met him and had a, a great chat over a couple of beers. And there, there really is, we've almost sort of broken down the barriers. It's, it's, it's almost like we're, we're partners in this thing rather than you know, a, a customer-vendor sort of relationship. Yeah, it is absolutely uh, much more than just uh, a commercial relationship. These are true friendships that are long-lasting and, and meaningful. And uh, I can tell you that, that uh, Scotty's victory will be a, a very proud moment for our hop growers as uh, they, they put a lot of effort into growing growing their hops, but they don't always get a chance to, uh, to see the results in any types of victories in beers. And, and like you saw, with Jason and Scotty together, that's a, a very meaningful experience to take an agricultural product into a brewing process uh, that people love. They, they just love. And so these are great moments. Cheers to Scotty and the whole team. Um, and I know I can tell you that uh, the Yakima Valley will be celebrating uh, as soon as they wake up tomorrow morning. Do you guys watch closely what's happening over here? I mean, the US is where a lot of the rest of the world looks to for inspiration, but you know, are you guys as hop growers looking at what happens in places like Australia to see what the trends are and see how brewers are using the hops? And are they using them a little bit differently than uh, your own homegrown brewers are? Yeah, I think the, the hops are used a little bit differently all around the world. And it's, uh, it's, it's what we look towards as a supplier is, is what, what people want, what the consumer wants. And, um, you know, people who are going to bring a product to market that has a story behind it that's based on relationships and based on hard work and based on doing the best regardless of, of uh, what everybody else is doing. Uh, I think you guys see that there at Balter. You feel it. When you talk to the staff, you feel it when you hear about their story. Uh, when you talk to someone like Scotty, they're just they're so passionate about about driving quality to its highest levels. Um, and the relationship aspect is a bonus. So um, we absolutely follow that. It it is a partnership. It's a relationship, and uh, just a huge celebration. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, look, it, it, I, I know it's uh, after ten o'clock last night. Um, in, in in the US, so uh, really appreciate uh, you, you following the countdown and also uh, phoning in to have a bit of a chat. Um, thank and thank you very much for helping us uh, bring the coverage. We've had an amazing response in the chat room and uh, on social media from people who have been listening. So thank you very much for helping us out uh, and, and helping us put together. And uh, we're looking forward to celebrating uh, with a couple of the beers that the Yakima Chief Hops make possible. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, we look forward to the more adventures in the future. Looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going to start looking into uh, airfares for, uh, for for my trip over. Please do September. <laughs> uh, uh, comes off, and we're we're happy to pay our way um, picking hops, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, you know, washing we're, dishes, tap dancing, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find we'll find something. Uh, for you guys for sure awesome well, uh, Ryan thank you very much for joining us and uh, thank you for all of your support of uh, Radio Brews News Live yep thanks guys uh, unfortunately I was, I was hoping uh, that we might get Scott back but he's uh, he's he's down with the fam now so the family yeah, have turned up 
So uh, yeah, you're, you're coming a poor second to his uh, his lo- his lovely wife Nicole. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> but look, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll absolutely we'll pass on your um your congratulations to him in person for you. Yeah, please tell him and Nicole and and the girls uh, congratulations. It's a a tremendous family uh, effort down there, and God, he's put so much into his work. Um, it, it's been great to get to know all of them. So, cheers to you all, and uh, great event. Top 100 is a big deal, and like I said, we'll be celebrating in the Yakima Valley uh, for a great success, not only for Scotty, but for all the brewers who are highlighted throughout the Top 100. Absolutely, and uh, we'll very soon be seeing the uh, 101 to 200 as well, so hopefully we'll see a couple of uh, brewers using Yakima Chief Hops as well. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. It's late, late at night over there, and uh, we really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Talk to you soon. Well, Prof, there's another hottest 100 run and one. Any uh, takeaways? What, what are your surprises? I, I have to say um, we didn't really get much of a chance, but hearing Richard talk like you hear Richard talk you hear Scott talk and you just hear the enthusiasm for beer and as I said you know and, and for the the royal we it's it's the it's it's the you know uh, lowercase b for beer it's, yep. it's all about the community it's all about if I make good beer then everyone succeeds if yep. more good breweries come into my patch we all do better because it, it, it brings more people in and and I think he really nailed it on the head when when he said you know we get up at five o'clock each morning. We do physically hard work. A lot of the times, you know, you, you, you've got to put up with, um, you know, ordinary reviews or, you know, uh, feedback from people whose palates perhaps are not quite ready for your beer. It's very easy to take those sort of things personally. But at the end of the day, they get up and they keep doing it because they love what they do. Yeah. And look, it's interesting. You and I spend a lot of our time, you know, we try and capture through Brews News, you know, uh, Beers of Conversation and Radio Brews News Live, some of the conversations that we have with brewers when their guards down a little bit. Um, and when you're speaking to people like Scotty and you're speaking to people like Richard, they don't pull their punches when they're... They're pretty honest. Like, they might... Um, they don't sort of say X or Y. And these, these guys are just celebrating beer. And I think they just sort of celebrate the day. You know, particularly guys like Richard who has been brewing for a long time. And I would have first spoken to him maybe 15 or 16 years ago and when no one wanted to know about beer he was brewing at this little brew pub in Canberra and, and brewing a lot of weird ass beers that nobody had ever heard of yeah 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 and, and but just celebrating the art of it and uh you know when he says that isn't it exciting that the focus of today is on beer he means it like it, it, it's the end of a life's work for him to do and oh, geez, don't write him off Oh, no, 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 it's not, not the end of a life. You know, it's not it's the, the end. culmination yeah, of the, a lot of hard work. It, it's a culmination. It's, yeah, well, yeah. A bit is, yeah. and, and, which will hopefully continue. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all, all of that. But it is. And then when you speak to someone like Scott, you know, Scott was a concreter in Canberra, and he went along to uh, the Wigan Pen for uh, Learn How to Brew Day. And I'm sure Richard... Well, he also, he also, I'm pretty sure, laid the concrete floor at uh, one of the breweries that he perhaps ended up working at or decided, you know what, I'm going to give this away and... Okay, I, I didn't know that part of the story, but yeah, one of the things give, that gave away the trail for the mash paddle always resonates is when he talks about walking into the Wigan pen when they were mashing in, and he almost missed up when he because Scott's such yeah. a passionate, wears his heart yeah. on his sleeve. Um, he, he, he's, uh, gone, he's gone off like a <laughs> frog in a blender down there now. Oh, here he is. Here he is. Mate, oh, we've no. just, uh, uh, Ryan, 
Ryan Hopkins on his, uh, from Yakima Chief. Uh, his congratulations. We didn't want to. We, we tried to get you up, but you, we, we, we might try and see if we can call him back. He, he, he called in, and uh, just as the uh, number one was announced, we might even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we relayed the results, and he's uh, you know, very, very excited for you guys. So uh, con- and, and congratulations, sort of a uh, big handshake, hearty handshake, and uh, well done, mate. Thank you. Throw now, the now back Scotty, on, mate. Um, we've got Sterling Howland <laughs> and uh, and Scotty Hargrove back with us. Just very handy. We didn't need to fly them in or, you know, get an Ubered up here or, you know, a limo or anything. They just happen to be and, and here. And blow your plane ticket money. I'll no. tell you what, this has not helped our credibility whatsoever because we've managed <laughs> to capture lightning in a can twice. People have been saying, me thinks you pro- doth protest too much, but we did lock we, this we, in we well before Christmas. We can't say it enough. We can't, yeah. it, no, you definitely and, did. And, and, and I, and I actually thought it. you guys weren't going to do it because we hadn't heard from you since, like, November. <laughs> actually, still said that to me the other day. I said... Um, uh, you mentioned Matt thought about coming over here again, and you said, um, "No, I think he's gone quiet." So we were like, "Oh, that's all right." We didn't want to push the yeah, push the envelope. You didn't want to push the subject, and Mate, we, then you called ham- literally twenty four <laughs> hours later. Hamster on the wheel is, yeah. is, is us. Like we just we've all just uh, the, the four of us have just uh, cheers, gents. cracked cheers, the tin fellas. of of XBA. XBA. So cheers, well done, boys. We'll just I have think, a sip. Um, the can I just could? chime in for a second? Oh, geez, that's not as good um, as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've dumped that down, that's mate. Out. Uh, <laughs> CUB bought us like five times this year, I think. So. But, um, but, mate, Matty, I, for me personally, mate, I just want to say a big thank you from Bolter. You were there from our very first discussions about starting a brewery back in 2014 and um, your wealth of knowledge was, was just so helpful to us and you... Like, seriously, even though you're not a part of Bolter, you've definitely been a part of our DNA. And oh, mate, thank you, you opened your mind to us and, and allowed us to go, oh, okay, these lads are starting a brewery on a Gold Coast. Um, you know, I'll help where I can. And, you know, if it wasn't for you, we probably wouldn't have met Scotty. And, um, you know, I... Well, know Scotty's told it. you the first conversations that... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, you know it, 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 it's apparently um, fair income, and I've sort of done the, the research, but, you know, man, I wanted to put your name forward. Are you okay? No. So. But, well, Scotty, just going back to the future yep. um, of the past, did you sort of, I guess, have a bit of a... the, the similar kind of feel that a lot of these other um, naysayers have that, oh, it's a, it's a lifestyle brand, it's not going to be taking things seriously? Yeah, I was very... Uh, I was I was very cautious, I suppose, at the start because, you know, when something seems too good to be true, it, it often probably is. is. Yeah. yeah, and um, for me, I just had to be, you know, I've I've loved my decade as a brewer. It's been what the the transformation it's had for my family is just unbelievable. My my daughters have got to grow up in Byron Bay because of beer. And one thing I didn't say when we were, I was just talking to the crowd is the, the one statement that rings true above all else, particularly for my family, is beer got us here. And, um, you know, it's never a true... I just hugged my wife, my two daughters, and it, as it was announced, and it's the one thing I said to them, beer got us here. Makes it, yeah. Well, and Scotty, it does um, not change, in, a, you know. in a this is your life kind of thing, um, <laughs> do you recognise this, this voice? <laughs> <laughs> Come you're on, in, you're on can, Ryan. You, you come in, caller. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Scotty. Hey, hey Ryan. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. I was uh, I was standing in your brewery, and you were telling me about uh, last year's experience when you won the top 100, oh. and uh, that was so me- meaningful to me. And I'm just really happy to to hear it's a repeat. That's incredible. Mate, it's it's even better. There's you know there's 
there's more of the family here. There's more friends and, and more staff, you know, people that are Bolter here in the room with us, and it's, it's just bloody awesome, mate. And, um, yeah, what can I say? Thank you. It's so great to hear from you. Um, um, can you thank Nikki as well for that awesome, and the daughter and your girls for that awesome uh, little care package you sent the other day? Um, just, just so these guys know, um, Ryan and his lovely family sent... Uh, he, his daughter sent little thank you notes, handwritten thank you notes. Um, Ryan paid us a visit a couple of months ago with his lovely wife Nikki and, and Stephen Die Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. Stephen, eh? yep. And uh, and my wife Nick, being the person she is, bought Ryan and Nikki's kids uh, some gifts from Byron Bay to take home. And um, just to just to open that little some package, Pacific mate, was awesome. any chance? Sorry? From Pacific Isle? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're talking about children here. But, um, but, mate, thank you very much. And that card was awesome. So, uh, but you know what? We couldn't do it without these awesome hops of yours, mate. So I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward to seeing you again soon and sharing a beer, hey? Yeah, yeah, right around the corner. We'll be there in the spring again. Um, so just congratulations, Scotty. That's tremendous what you've done. And uh, <laughs> I, I can tell you that... Tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow day, we'll be uh, we'll be celebrating the Yakima Valley uh, as well for your victory. Fantastic! Thank you so much. Terrific, Ryan. Th- thank you for getting yeah, back on the line. Uh, we, we, when Scotty uh, walked in, we thought we'd uh, try and catch you again. So thank you very much. <laughs> for sure, we'll uh, we'll go out to the old Peralt Farm, uh, Scotty, that you know well, and we'll have a, a nice dinner with with all the characters and a bunch of beer just to. To raise a glass to all, to all that you're doing down there. Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you, mate. I can't wait for that. <laughs> we'll send you some video or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, might have a, I might have a couple of sneaky tinnies to send you in a little while too. Uh, Good on you, Ryan. To that. Sure. Okay, see you, mate. Thanks, mate. Good luck getting him some XBA cans. Yeah, <laughs> if if, if now, that out there is anything to go by, there can't be much left. Last year, I did take a photo in, in the storeroom just after the announcement, and uh, there, there was only three kegs in the storeroom ready to go out. Have you uh, stockpiled just in case today? Mate, we, we, got a, we got in control of our shit a little bit in the last 12 months, so um, mm. we were running out of beer last Christmas, and the bloody Hottest 100 didn't help us at all. It just pillaged us in the end, and um, yeah, we definitely got a little bit in there, but not a lot. So uh, no, the tap room just ran out right then. So, but we're, we're well, is that why we're drinking? Is that why we cans? did ask about that? Oh no, no, okay. no. We just wanted everyone to celebrate this awesome little tinny. tinny. You know, like it's <laughs> such it's such a piece of work. You know, the beer, the the, the beer. I'm I'm always proud of this beer. I, I I hoped and 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 crossed my fingers, but I believed that it was going to be a beer that might change things for this part of the world. You know, and and possibly put a stamp. You know, its own little place in Australian beer. We didn't want to. We didn't start this business to, you know, to to harvest other people's fans or or you know uh, supporters or whatever. We we thought that if we're going to make a brewery. We have to make our own fans. We we got to make our own people. Full stop. And that whether that's like the last year I've spent training up brewers and stuff who were originally guys sweeping floors and before that fast food truck operators and stuff like that. Just all the way through to the, all the way through to the to our fan base. You know, we wanted to we wanted to bring new people to beer. To just on that, beer. Scotty, old mate, oh, he's just stuck behind the. Uh, <laughs> but with thirty what, seconds what after I can the only assume one. is a is a novelty mullet. 
There's nothing novelty about that. <laughs> no, that has been on his head for over seven years. Yep. And if you saw the double IPA re-release during the middle of the year, he yes. was the star of that video. <laughs> got it. Okay. okay. And, that's why and, I and it was we a, only a use Bolter staff and any video content we make, it's just Bolter family. Well, that's it. Can Not I just actors. say, with all the frivolity, all the nervousness, <laughs> all the build-up, all the... Every, has not missed. Has not head down, bum up. That's has, right. They, they, they stood That's around right. waiting for the. And about ten seconds after the number one came up, there was no celebrating. Two of them scurried off back, and five seconds later, the forklift was coming in with a sort of yeah. uh, load. So they went, got straight I cha- back to I actually work. chased up to to get hold of Briar on the on the deck, and he'd gone to grab the forklift. But I grabbed Paulo, who's one of our newer seller guys, and just. Um, uh, how do I put this? They're on a technical work break, so they're allowed to have three small sips of a beer yeah, and then get yeah. back to work. But Tasting. No, it's awesome. Like these, these guys are why we get to do... Uh, well, we have you know the wonderful things that happen to this, this beer and this brand and this business is, is because of the people in it. I can't do it all alone. Stirls can't do it all alone. You know, the, the rest of our senior management team, we, we can't. We, we need and rely... Heavily on, obviously, on our staff, but also their families and our families. It's a, it's a, you know, deep roots is what we always wanted to start. Now you did thing. talk about introducing new people to beer, and I, you know, who do you see as your community? Because you're a brand that people deride as being owned by surfers, and you know, you've got big names, and that's given you an advantage. But you, you walk in here, and there's not a trophy cabinet. There's not, you know, a deck of surfboards hanging from the roof. Um, there's no paraphernalia that would suggest who the owners are. Um, it is a place that is is welcoming. So who who are you reaching out to? Um, we we from day one. I remember sitting down with with Mick and all the boys. It was February 2015, so um, it was January, and so January 2015. And and we sat down. and I said to the boys, I "said Look, we don't want to start a a lifestyle beer brand, whatever you know." Um, we wanted to always be about good beer. It was the only discussion we had. So I said to the boys, I said, if I'm going to come on and build this brand and, and start this with you, it has to be about the beer. It can't be about anything else. And, and that was it. And, that, and they all said, fuck, we've been the head of like surf companies and brands our Global whole lives. Brands. We don't want to be the face of another brand. <laughs> we don't want that anyway. And, and that's when we marched on and we're like, we've got to find the best brewer we can possibly bloody find. Like, we cannot, this cannot be a gimmick. So that, that credibility was more important to you than, you know, oh. the investor's money or the location or, you know, the name. It was yeah. 100% because I actually, at the end of the day, I want to make beer that I'm proud of and, and that every single team member of ours is proud of that people who, who buy our product are proud of and um, it's a gimmick otherwise and we just weren't ready to settle for that and I love that about the boys. They're humble enough to go, yeah, no, fuck that. We don't want to be the face of the brand. We just want to cheer on whoever's going to make this beer. And, and I think that's what I love most about when I see the detractors. I think, no, hang on, you guys have, have literally kept it real. You've kept that even keel. You've avoided all, the, I guess, the... You know the cliches and the and the picking the low hanging fruit and all that. Mate, it's the reason why we didn't make a beer called Shark Punch. You know, <laughs> it was one of the first things that come up when oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shark. Lord. You know, you should have seen the text that came through with that. I oh, had you about four hundred. Like, oh, I got the name of your first beer. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and my daughters, like, who, who know that I'm, I'm down here today, and they're sort of saying, "Oh, isn't he the?" Because they don't follow surfing, but they know of him um, punching a shark. Um, yeah, and uh, you know. 
The boys have been wonderful ambassadors for Bolter, but as they've always maintained, they're Bolter's cheerleaders. That's all yeah. they are. And they never elevate themselves above it. And if, if they did, then it would be a gimmick. But we just relied on this bloke here to, to just keep being Scotty and just keep doing what he does. And so, we're so proud of him. So in reality, is this you know, a bunch of guys who know that you know, we're in a physically demanding um, vocation, professional sport, we can't do it forever wanting to then park their money somewhere that, A, they feel that they could at least you know, not lose it, yeah. um, B, hopefully, you know, grow it, but also that it's something that they can be proud of? Bloody oath. Like, you know, when we started, our friends and family helped us make this bloody brewery. You know, there's about 40 of them. And they chipped in all their hard earns after we did. And it's sort of, you know, we, we feel so responsible for that. So now... 40, 40, Matt. So in terms of private equity, like, is that is that really independent? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, We've yes. had this discussion before, you know. If, you, if you know, yeah. I'll just jump in there. Like, uh, you know, there's we've we've always had to not combat, but like, you know, f- address the the questions that oh, you know, that perception that oh, if we want something, we'll just go and knock on mixed door and get eight handfuls of money or a bucket of money or something like that. It was nothing like that when I when I said yes to Bolter. Um, you know, my wife and I, like, I was adamant that I would be invested in this business or I'm not going to be a part of it. And also, like still said, you know, the the guys couldn't be... One of the first things I said is it can't be about mixed face on a bottle or a can or we're dead in the water now. You wouldn't sell anything. Would I wouldn't even say, <laughs> say yes to it. So, just, so you, you've got skin in the game. You've yes, got absolutely. a dog in the fight. Yeah, yeah, this is Scottsbury as much as it is mine, as much as it is Mick, as yeah. much as anyone else. Yeah. So. yeah, and it has to it has to be that way, you know. That's That's... That's where I was at my point in my career, and but you know for the, for this business we we all like we've all got got a lot on the line here you know and the, and the big thing is as we first started building this thing you know I was ordering say the boiler and signing off on the boiler yep it's going to be that got to pay the deposit well when do you start building it you know okay they'll want a fifty percent deposit or thirty percent deposit and we go yep cool. Start building in eight weeks, and then we go. Shit, we got eight weeks to find forty grand or fifty grand, and we didn't have it, and we couldn't. It was we couldn't go to Mick or Joel or those guys. We had to find it amongst ourselves, and as we were building this family of people who were want, wanted to to come on this journey with us, and then once we actually got the beer up and and running, you know, I remember saying to Stirls and the other guys that when I first introduced XPA that I think I've got a I've got a beer here that we can build a brewery around, and that's what we did, and then since this little bugger here has generated so much for all of us, you know. Like, we've got 52? 53. 53 employees now, really, because of this little fellow here. And, and that's, that's such separate, an amazing separate thing. from the investors. That's yeah, yeah, no, staff. No, that's that's like staff. no, this is staff. our staff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. staff. And what sort of volumes are you putting out? I just sort of like to always sort of look at number of staff employed by a million of litres because for the big breweries, it's less than one staff per million litres. <laughs> so yeah, but how many yeah, how many robots? Yeah, we don't have any terms of telling the story of craft beer and what it matters to communities. This is, yeah, yeah. This is the thing that the the economists and the politicians don't realise is that you know the employment generated by a small brewery compared to yeah. you know yeah. having the prestige of having a multinational big brewery that pumps out billions of so, litres. Yeah, that, I mean we we finished the year sort of north of two and a half million litres, you know, which is no small feat for a brewery that's had beer in the market. It'll be three years in March, you know, so we know we've come a long way, but, you know, every step of the way we've had 
we've had to make sure that we've got our resources right, you know. So, and a big part of that is starting with getting people in and, and like I said, not, not pinching brewers from other breweries or, you know, but, but, but about really about growing our own um, people, developing up through because there is no other way. Otherwise, it just, it's going around in circles and we're not actually adding anything here, you know. And, um, so, boys, you, you know, so it's a, you know, it's, a, it's where, where, you know, we've got a lot to do this year, that's for sure. But we worked so hard last year trying to underpin and secure everything for ourselves because we are off the ground enough and we're at that point now that there's 50 jobs at stake and that it becomes serious now, you know. Like, mm. it, it so doesn't mean we dumb down our beer or we do stupid crap like that. It just means that when Stirls and myself and Ant, when the six of us are together and we have to make some really serious decisions, we've, we've, you know, we've got that on our shoulders. So the alarm clock goes off tomorrow morning. Well, actually, let's say Tuesday. Tuesday. Currently, because tomorrow's a public off. holiday. Um, what changes? Like, what, what, what do you do? How, how do you respond? Because it's one thing to win it. It's another thing to go back to back. <coughs> Mate, because it says so much. It says so much about the top four beers it, it can't that change. they stayed in the same spot. You know? Yeah, the fact that um, IPA finished at seventh again was pretty. That to me was one of the great things that came out of today. I was like, wow, that beer. We've entered, you know, five hoppy beers in this whole thing out of six, and you know, you got the pilsner at the sixth spot, and it didn't slip. It stayed at seventh, and I was just like, wow, that's a that's an amazing feat for that little beer. But for us, nothing really changes except we just keep showing up. That's that's our job is to show up every day because people trust us to do what we do, and that's all we've got to underpin. So every decision we make in this business, everything we do, it starts at the customer first, and yep. then works back from there. And that's what I was getting at this time last year. You were probably, you know, were blissfully unaware that all of a sudden those customers were going to triple. Yeah, it was mental. And so this year it... we've got the capacity to deal with it tank-wise, mm. thankfully. Um, you know, if it, it is to go again, double IPA coming in at sixth, um, that's a debut beer for us. Um, we only made probably about 3,000 cartons of that in total last year and it got sixth. Um, that blew us away and um yeah the response to that beer was something else you know and so there might be a bit of a knock on the door to brew that again but um so yeah do you, yeah, do you guys look at thirty-one thousand, thirty-one and a half thousand people who have voted so presumably all of those had at least a minor interest in the in the results so they're going to mm. see that you you've come on top but presumably there are also a lot of people who didn't vote but still have a an interest yeah. in it yeah so how do you kind of gear up to... Well, for us too, well, like, we so just with double IPA, for especially, there'll be a bit of pressure to brew that again, but we've always said that we're only brewing that beer to stay fresh on shelves. We don't want it to become a, a thing that just sits around and gets stale and gets old, and so I don't think too much will change there. Like, we want that beer to be special for people, and they get it fresh and perfect every time. Um, so it's important that it gets off the shelf and sells out. Mm. Um, you know, one of our favourite beers is Pliny, and... Um, yeah. You know, it's had a similar personality through its entire sort of existence. Yeah, not that we're comparing ours to Pliny, no, of no, course. No, but, no, 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 no. But uh, ex- exactly that. that. Like, we want this beer to, like, it's, double IPA is not, there's no financial imperative to us. It's a dumb beer to make. But if it's going to be a dumb beer to make, then we might as well just make it super specially make it dumb. well. Yeah. 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 But, you know, but, but be clever in our stupidity. In a way that makes sure that we that we put it out for people so that when they want it, it's there fresh. And if they have to wait a few weeks before they get it again, or you know that they'll know, or it'll be Easter or or springtime or whenever, and they have to wait, 
Sorry, folks out there. We, we, that was I, it. I think that's better for you. I think like you'll get more out of our beer if you drink it fresh off. You know, um, when we've contained a little bugger and got him in the can and you know, knock him in there with a stick, and he'll you know he'll he'll do the right things for you when you've got it at home. And more importantly, I think when betting opened, Bolter XBA was sitting about a dollar forty into a dollar a dollar forty. Right. Into a dollar twelve a couple of days before the. Yeah, well, who'd bet on that? Oh, okay. So you're not shouting the bar tonight? Oh no, I will, I but bet, like, I don't gamble. But I'll still, still, I still shouted the bar. I shouted the bar about thirty minutes ago. So schooners a double IPA. So a dollar twelve. You were you were the, the top line of betting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. That's I mean, the bookies will go. Ha! Huh, we got it right again. I don't even know how they worked that out. Like, but anyway, I don't know either. That's. Yeah. that's, that's yeah, I mean that's it's flattering, but also it's like it's uh, you'd be a maniac to bet that way. Like that's Winks territory, if that's the right horse. Mm. Or, oh, he's up, champ. Or one of the others. He's, good. <laughs> he's talking himself up. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I think know, you might Pete. find that Winks has won twenty six. <laughs> All right, the uh, pantomime horse in a Raiders. <laughs> two, right, there's a two in there. Twenty six, <laughs> two. Yeah, it's a start. Yeah, I don't know. Dollar twelve doesn't sound like something. Did anyone with any brand? No, look, seriously, on behalf of the beer drinking community, <laughs> um, minus the couple of intolerable flogs who just keep saying you're overrated. <laughs> um, who are they? Can we talk to them? No, seriously. Oh, yeah, I've got names. No, can we ring well, them up? I've got a list. Yeah. Actually, uh, there we'll beer car um, sellers on uh, February the 11th to launch a new beer, so come down and say day. <laughs> no, seriously? There you go. Carwin Sellers in Thornbury? Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm trying to... Either February 10th or February 11th. All and, right. Um, we're going to launch a new beer that night. Yeah, I'm going to try very hard to be there. Can so. you give us a tease? No. Nah, nah. Colour? Colour of the beer? Uh, it's wet. Uh, it's a wet beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, it's definitely oh, a beer. Okay. It's definitely a beer. <laughs> it's definitely a beer and it's like, yes. It's, it's and it's not a zero, it's not zero alcohol. I can promise that. No, yeah. no it's not. It'll be... They're all the rage right now. Captain, absolutely sensible. No, there was a question. No flour in it. <laughs> no flour. No flour. No, there's Zero nothing acre. sensible. Okay. Okay. Pastry stout. No, question from the um, uh, chat room, um, from our chat room. Um, <laughs> I've just got to find it. Uh, what use-by dates do you put on the beers? Six um, months. Six months. So, Because somebody was, James Davidson was drinking a June 2019, so it must have. So he hasn't even brewed it yet. That's right. Like Pretty much. June, no, no, it's January. June. No, yeah. it would have been. I thought you were on packed on dates. Yeah, yeah. No, it would have been oh, December. Yeah. Would have been December. December. So we okay. are getting packed on dates put on soon though. So Pete, there's no confusion at all. So yeah, packed yeah. on here, you know, you, used, you, by used by dates. We've, you put yeah. six months on the used by. We've got a new canning line and we're really as much as That's those, not a Crohn's canning line by any chance, is it? Yes it is. And they're not sponsors, but we'd like them yeah, to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello, Crohn's. They do make great canning lines. And good afternoon to Uli. And France <laughs> and not, as, not as good as Splat. Splat are very good. Yeah. <laughs> sure, they are. Um, yeah, no, um, we've got this new canning line, so the bigger imperative for us is to make sure that the beer going into it and our, you know, the, the packaging of that beer is sweet, you know, and that, that works. We get that as good as we can. And, and sort of supplementary to that is an extra date on there. We, yep. we've, we've talked for a long time, particularly Stills and I, about having a packed-on date. Because I think that gives the consumer... There's no good knowing that we've got six months on the can. It's, it's up to the folks out there, really, to go, all right, you know, I'm, I'm happy with this date. I know it was, it was, it was made... It was put in this package uh, on this date. These guys have given it X amount of time left. I'll make the decision there. And it puts... Yeah. I think 
And I don't think it's a bad thing that that onus goes back on the consumer because it, 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 it gives them it's empowering. The, the power but also the opportunity to, to, to research their beer. And, you know, the, I don't know anyone who would go, oh, that milk's only three months old, I'll drink that, that'll be awesome. You know, mm-hmm. no one's going to do that. And we all have always said treat your beer like milk, you know, so... Um, the James Davidson who made that comment so I bought this can of XPA from Dan Murphy's Albury within less than a month of it being packaged that is very cool and you have to shout out to Dan Murphy's and totally. EDG that they have really uh, Dermot O'Morta who we've chatted to a Endeavor few times yep. they're really looking at uh, how they handle their beer to Think make sure that they get it out better things have changed and I'll admit I was probably the most <laughs> reticent about uh, moving forward with those guys when we first got this going, like thinking ahead into our future. But they've, that, that side of, of, that, of that bigger business has become liquor merchants where they were sort of an offshoot of a grocery chain. There's an understanding now there in beer that they didn't have. And it's, it should be, obviously, I would imagine it's not benefiting just us, but a lot of other great Aussie breweries as well, you know, who should... And, sure. and you know, and, and we're lucky enough where we had no bloody beer anyway. At December, like, it was like... As soon as it was out of the... Like, nothing touched the ground. It went tank, canning line, truck. You know, Dan Murphy's home, barbecue. <laughs> yeah, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> recycling <laughs> bin. Yep, yeah, recycling yeah. bin. Yep. Repeat. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we're, we're lucky like that and hopefully like just in the greater awareness of, of good beer and craft beer that that's happening to a lot of other breweries, not just us. You know? Cool. We've, yeah. we've always been really you know, keen to have very short supply chains because it's so important that folks out there get to taste the beer that we intend them to get. So. Now, we're um, over three hours, which was our uh, publicised time, and I want to get down amongst it downstairs um, and, and help, yep. help, help celebrate with you guys. Just one question, awesome. uh, Scotty. You may not have noticed that when you were sitting up here, the number three beer was announced, um, which was the Crankshaft. Yep. And uh, I was hmm. checking my phone, but I was actually secretly filming... Uh, you. It was after I'd sort of commented you, you sort of stand Mate, down you and were, you were sitting here you picking were it. As a you were, you, your knee was tapping and you're uh, sort of you, you're picking at your thumbs. Do you mind if I post <laughs> do you mind if I post that to Facebook? Because uh, you were obviously nervous and sweating on the result. So uh, it was a great little so it's just uh, you, you can sort of just sort of see it there. We're only human, eh? We're definitely only human. You can, like, that, that's all. Yeah. I can't see your face, but it was just sort of a little bit of toe tapping and things like that. Because popularity polls You know what? I was worried about my Except wife. Do <laughs> she's going to be here on time. She's going to clock me. I missed of it, you course. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, she's not like that at all. But, um, yeah, I was really keen to see uh, Rich do so well. And, you know, big shout out to those guys. That was awesome. Coming number three again. Okay, so the podium hasn't change but I mean it's it just speaks volumes of consistency and excellence you know in in and hats off to stone and wood like uh, you guys know I've got uh you know a, a quite a history there and and I guess there's probably enough people out there that know that too but hats off to those guys you know we all stand on the shoulders of giants and, and Steve Jeff has said I think they've had nine podium finishes in 10 years oh, um, I think they've had seven, seven shit sandwiches for second <laughs> but um, Steve just sorry. <laughs> Pete. It's Pete. Sorry, <laughs> ever the bridesmaid. This this, this is you why I don't let him. <laughs> winners are grinners and shit sandwich for second. <laughs> this is why I don't let him sell ads. Um, no, no, next year, next year when you guys drop the two, you'll go. Yeah, yeah. Don't no, care. About, about, I don't care. Oh, don't talk. Well, to me. okay, yeah, okay. You're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get on there as you know, a prod pilsner or something, <laughs> pretending to be someone else and, and canning us for. 
almost being That's good it, enough. Man. You know, like a second's <laughs> awesome. Any, any, so, anything in the top hundred. Anyone in the top, top two hundred. If, if you get a if you get a gig in the, in that list, when you think about as you know, we've said it before, but the number of breweries, the number of beers, yeah. the number of people voting, and the and the broad choice that people have. Mm. You know, the the chances of you getting enough one, two, three, four, or five votes in just the right order mm. to to get number one twice. You know, two years in a row, but then for the top four to be identical—that's mm. you know, like pretty amazing. It's yeah. huge, yeah. The, I don't know what the what the probability is of that, but it's it's. But, I, but it I, does speak of like incredible consistency. I think, like, despite all the, the the brand power involved and everything, you know, on that side of it, it just comes down at the end of the day to do people. Does this beer move me enough to actually go and vote? Mm. You know, and, yeah. and it clearly yeah. did for. Thousands and thousands of people to, to, to launch all their favourite yep. beers into wherever they put them, you mm. know. And as far as I'm concerned, huge shout out to Stone and Wood and, and Rich and Tracy at Bentspoke and Oscar and Rich at Young mm. Henry's and, you know, and, and everybody else. Gage Roads. Gage Roads. Well, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of people that should be very, very proud and very, very happy. And, you know what, if we're knocked off the perch next year, so be it. At least we, we got there. You've been the there. Yeah, yeah. You, you, can't. you can't take it back off us. You know? That's right. That's right. But, you, you do you know, know there's no physical This trophy, is not why we... That's, yeah, no, totally. I'm not saying that's why we haven't got a trophy room, you know, like Matt said, you know. Well, yeah. you, you, the, <laughs> well you don't actually get trophies for the hottest 100. But, but trophies-wise, like, a really important thing for us is, like, a lot of our guys that are down there. Like, uh, one Stephen of my, Guy, sorry, if you're listening, you should probably get a trophy for this. There yeah. needs to be a something. There needs to be a physical something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A perpetual... And don't make it a sticky, a tight ass. <laughs> something. Like, an actual something. You know, like, we've got, we've got a... Sorry, uh, Steve, one of my guys down there from the you know, with, I love who came in at five o'clock this morning and started brewing yeah. know, at five a.m. He's still here now and he's got to celebrate this. Brian, who's on the phone right now, but he's still brewing, so that That's should be going okay. KVS. Yeah, so he's up there now and brewing, and he'll keep going till midnight. You know, because you know we do Instagram we handle. That's amazing. His Fonsoli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he you know studied, the other guys. He studied under Professor Charlie Bamforth. Really? Yeah, at UC did. Davis. At UC, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got those guys who work today, but also the other guys who are on shift, who've just finished their shift, you know, cellar guys, brewers, packaging guys, they're all here right now because they care enough about this to actually be here and be part of it. Not like, yeah, you know it's my uh, weekend, don't you? And that, I would like to think, makes a difference. And that really embodies that, look, what you're saying about that, that whole that, that family aspect. And that's, and that's mirrored in probably most of the, the, the breweries um, oh, totally. in the, that make it into the, the, the top 100. It's Totally. And I know, think that no translates out to the folks who understand that well, something too, real and of substance actually yeah, comes in, from... In the world know, of social people. media and the, the short news cycle and instant gratification and all that sort of thing... People have the one good thing that I think has come out of it is that everyone's got really well-defined bullshit detectors now, yep. and you can you can sniff a corporate story, you can sniff, oh yeah, we're telling this, but we're actually doing this, or you know, we're underpaying our staff, or that you know, nobody's enjoying it. Um, I, th- I think the punter at the end of the day really knows. It shows in the beer, ultimately, and that's something that that I've heard speaking to Charlie Bamforth. I've I've heard him say that before. You've got to, your people have to be engaged and they have to enjoy what they do or you are going to make yeah. lesser beer than yeah. you would have. You know? If you cut corners, it will show up That's eventually. right, that's so. right. If, they, if, you know, if we've got drudges just walking in going, oh, here we go again, it's going to show because I can't, I can't make any, every drop of beer myself anymore, okay? It's all good to, for me to just kill myself out there on the deck, but I now have to rely on a whole 
team, as this yep. whole business does, right across. And if these people aren't engaged, then we don't. We just it, 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 what we intended doesn't make it all the way to the the yeah. end consumer. Mate, you know? we need you to let you go Let's and go get down beer. there and bloody drink bask some in some glory, drink some beer. You coming, Scotty Sterling? Thanks very much for joining us. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to. We are. Yeah. We've, and, uh, uh, we've, we've ridden this thing hard. We're going to put it away, have, put it back in the stable wet. So thank you guys for ho- th- thank you very much for having us here. It, like it, it really is a fun place to be, to be able to look down and just to see the passion uh, that, that goes on here. So thank you for hosting us. And uh, Thank you uh, guys for just being welcome. such unreal no, advocates right, of the good no, beer no, movement. No Seriously, no, like, um, I don't know, you, you're unsung heroes of our industry and what you guys are doing out there in the community and, and everything you're doing to take all these breweries to the masses is amazing and we appreciate it 100%. It's, it's definitely, um, yeah, you guys are, are right up there on our list and, no, yeah, we thank you for being a part of our story yeah. the whole time. So. No, 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 the, the envelope with the cap. Put it on. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Wait, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. We don't have cash. It's Sorry, just free. Sorry, excuse double IPA. Yeah, <laughs> actually walk out. I was just waiting for the big hug. Yeah. So yeah, you get a big hug. That was an sure. internet hug right there. <laughs> Old mate down there Thank on the guitar, right. I'm sure he can do a couple of verses of Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, have you noticed his, his uh, we'll end Fender up. Jag or whatever it is is sort of it is, XPA, XPA color? Yeah, it's weird. XPA teal. Seafoam yeah. <laughs> green. Seafoam green. green so. Good on you guys. We'll join guys, you downstairs. We'll just much. wind up here see and uh, see you downstairs soon. Nice one. Thanks everyone out there. Enjoy great beer. Oh, Prof, what, Thanks, a, what, what a great day. So we've, uh, we, we've gone past our self-imposed cook limit. We've gone past limit, four cook um, But we still have uh, like a, a good audience. And uh, listeners... Oh, look, on that note, let's... Uh, Thanks to the chat room. Thank you very much to, to all of you guys who have engaged in the chat room. I think the winner... Uh, by the length of the straight, Matthew Beggs, uh, with 472 uh, contributions. <laughs> contributions, so all uh, of them. James but Davidson came a close second with 283. But, uh, yeah, no, look, it, it was amazing to see how many people listened. I'm, um, just, I'm just pissed off that my donkey dick bloody no, uh, double bock didn't get up. Oh, okay. They, yeah, go, go look at uh, Brightbeard James's tweet to understand the, well, the, the so reference that, to yeah, that. Yeah, it set me up, you know, and I thought we won it. But, uh, seriously, uh, chat room, thank you very much for joining us. All of the listeners who have been listening. There have been an astounding number not listening to the Hottest 100 music. They've been listening to us. We really do appreciate you uh, listening. Um, and to the people who have told us what a great job that we've done, um, thank you. Um, it, it, it's surprising and uh, we just love what we do and uh, we're very fortunate to do it here. Uh, to our producer, John Garner, um, who... The first couple of times I did this, it was literally me with a laptop balancing on my lap and a microphone, and it was dreadful. Um, but it worked. It was less good than what it is. It today, was less good than what it John. is now. And yeah. uh, and thank thank you very much to John for for joining us. And uh, he he sat here dry. He has not had a beer. Um, so he offered to drive us down here. Offered to drive us down. So we will go down and uh, buy him a beer. And uh, thank you. Um, I think we've nearly got your home, Prof, but uh, let's just sort of pay the uh, taxi fare. Thank you. And, and look, we do I'm back make... the airport. I just need the shuttle. We, we do make light. Um, obviously, this is not possible um, to get Prof up here and all of those things without uh, the, the support of sponsors. And we really are... Crime Malt is, uh, has been the, the, the first and only main sponsor of the Radio Brews News podcast at all. Before I even had a podcast and... Back in the days in terms, when... In terms of continuity, David Cryer is the Richard Watkins of uh, <laughs> Radio Brews News sponsorship. He, he has supported us, but when we were 
ridiculously infrequent, and he he, he is just supported. He stuck he, with us, and, and that's what he does for the for the beer. He and saw in us what we couldn't see in us. In, in us, but it, but he just supports the industry, and uh, so he supported this podcast. Um, and Barrett Burston Malt and Yakima Chief Hops. Um, you know, we would not work with people who we did not uh, feel comfortable working with, and and they are awesome. So as much as we make light with the the, the fact that we have sponsors. Really, really uh, appreciate their support and thank you to to them for uh, helping us out. Matt, thank you to I'll, Bolter. I'll be amazed if any of our listeners um, spotted the ads, <laughs> the ads that, were, that were just seamlessly slotted in. Now, uh, what, what we're doing, thanks. Thank you to uh, the, the, the Gabs guys, um, Craig, who is the unsung uh, Craig Williams, Craig. who just who just makes it all happen. And um, you know, we, we joke about seamless with our mm. ads. Um, Craig just makes it happen. Um, and, and each year it gets harder and harder because it, the, the, the breadth and depth of the whole thing grows, as does the complexity, as does, uh, like Steve touched on, um, the, the monitoring, you know, the systems that are put in mm. place to, just to ensure that, that uh, and, le- and let's give them the benefit of the doubt, that some people might not realise you know, the, the, the spirit of the, the rules that, that go behind Gabs and, yep. and um, you know, might offer incentives or... You know, Those guys know that... If there is a, is a sniff of controversy around the uh, the hottest one hundred, the thing is dead. It, it loses, yeah, it loses confidence loses is everything value. for it. So yeah, yeah. so there, there are a couple of people who uh, to Ruta, to Steve, to Guy, um, all the guys up there, um, and also to, um, to to Crafty and the other, to the other Crafty Pint who uh, you know Craft uh, Instinct who produces, which will come out I'm guessing yes. tomorrow, the um, the infographic, yep, which is a really great way yep. for people to sort of see who's up, who's down, where, you know, which states have, have done well, and um, what styles of beer, and um, be interested to see uh, the number. Which has grown each year of cans versus. Uh, I think bottle. we've just been called Gypsy Podcasters. Go, you Gypsy Podcasters! Is that like a Gypsy Brewer? Yeah, could be. Well, we've done Fortitude one year. We've, well, we, we've we moved did. around. So, um, what was the other one? Thank you, Shannon. I, I, I hope that was a. Um, hope that was Not a, a backhand a compliment. compliment. Yeah, I hope that was a compliment. So, good work, boys. <laughs> Uh, and I should just point out too that I've I've been playing um, Gab's Hottest 100 Bingo, and have you ticked, which you could download? What have you uh, ticked off? The only off? two I couldn't get, I wasn't sure. I'll have to look back through. Beer style Goza. I, yeah, don't, I think don't think there was, there was a, a Goza. Goza. But the one that really um, got me was uh, a beer your mates said should have been higher, because none of my mates are flogs. <laughs> there are a lot so of. I was never there were a lot of people. There are a lot of people I know, <laughs> but none of your mates. But they're not my mates. <laughs> anyway. Uh, to all of the people that have listened to, uh, everybody that's made this possible, um, and thank, thank you very much. And Prof, thank you for coming up from Melbourne. Mate, it's um, been a pleasure for the first time, live in the same room. It's, it, it's been great to cross, you know, um, and, and look, I've loved uh, doing the, um, the, the live show, sort of, you know, the, the entertainment package, if you like, from the local tap house, which I've done for the last five or six years, which is just, it's, it's really great, and we do, you know, the... Um, wheelie bin of fortune and we give away stuff yep. and um, do bingo sort of style things and raffles um, but to, to come up here and, and be with you and to do it all live it's, it's just been terrific so thank you very much thank you very much to um, our sponsors for making that happen and with that um, don't forget to let us know what you think of our uh, new podcast music and uh, just before we go to that prof what do we say at the end of the podcast do we say and we're out <laughs> <laughs>